0: You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Federation Emination and Great War Podcast that tries to make sense of the weird, wonderful world of 15mm wargaming, with our tongues firming our cheeks, our pants as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog of Breakthrough Assault Dakota, UK, and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies, because Hammy was also at warfare. If nice dice or advice, be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you want to pay for something you could get for free, you can now also become a patron supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. I'm joined by my co-host Duncan Pois spoon gosling mm. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's it, you're just getting a mm, disapproving grunt out of me. That's it. That's my contribution.
0: And Lee Flames of Spaceships-Parnell. Flaming Spaceships. Welcome to episode 63, The One After Warfare. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we'll be greeting
2: our latest patrons in Internet Famous. Apparently, you know, going to a tournament actually gets people to follow you more. So who knew? Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll talk about what we've been painting in Faces Spaces. We'll then be talking about what we've been playing, including Warfare in News from the Front. We'll be Mm -hmm. answering our, um, our fans' questions in Officer Answers. We'll then be talking to our events in the final section, but also join up. we going to go a bit more detail about Dak Dak Go. Now, actually got Woo! things semi-organized. Cool. And then we'll shoot and scoot. So, yeah. yeah nice. So, Duncan, what have you been
0: painting? Whoa, 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 sweet child You've done so, it again. Do I
2: always do it. I always forget. There it, we now.
0: go. There we go. So, uh, Internet so Famous, our new Patreon supporters. Um, so, first of all, we have Pork Chop, which is a fantastic name. Um, you should really thank your parents for that one. Um, thank you very much for being a Patreon supporter and giving us some money. We have actually got some stuff that we're looking at uh, spending our hard-earned Patreon, well, your hard-earned dollars. We, we just shout at the computer yeah. for a couple of hours every two weeks. Um just seeing, comes in Colombia. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's
1: a hell of a Christmas party.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so we have pork chop. We have Petter Therin, who uh, was at Warfare, so thanks for signing up, Petter. Um, that's great.
1: I think that's um, a guilt. That's a guilt one because he keeps my teeth So it's definitely a guilt-based one.
0: Guilt-based, like sympathy, sympathy patron, exactly. Sy- exactly. sympathy sub.
1: Oh, oh god, that makes it sound terrible. That's a sloppy seconds.
2: I, I think it's a category on, on, um,
0: on, on certain websites. You know. Oh, is that on my OnlyFans? Ah. <laughs> and then uh, we have Lund. Is it? Is it just Lund? I mean, that's. There's a dash at the end. Oh, I think, I think that, that might
1: be. Lud- uh, I think that might be Ludwig. He's finished. He was also. Oh,
0: finished. that makes more sense.
1: He was giving out free booze. I'm surprised you didn't see that.
0: Oh no, I didn't. I was <laughs> trying to be good. Yeah. So um, thank you very much, for, yeah. and thank you for our existing Patreon supporters as well, um, who uh, have been great, really, and lots yep. of chat over on our Discord. Yeah. Um, pa- you should no no phrase
1: it properly. Patreon exclusive Discord. Patreon on, exclusive man. discord yeah you gotta big it up otherwise yeah. no one's gonna bother
0: and yeah well talk about bigging things up um people are amazed that we're wearing our shoot and scoot hoodies and stuff um so it might be worth bigging up the fact that we do have a
1: teespring store as well we do we do have a teespring store it's uh if you google or if you go into the teespring and then just type in shoot and scoot uh you'll come to the teespring score if there's stuff missing that people want let us know send us an email at shoot and scoot or one word spelled out at gmail.com and yeah I'll drop you a line back and we can always get something worked out as well if there's something you think's missing or something you want. So what happened with Martin? You wanted some stuff so yeah, we can we can get there. We can make it, we can rebuild it.
2: If you want your um, Stug Life t-shirt or Yeah, Stug Life. So good.
1: Teenage Mutant was no teenage something hero churchills as well teenage workers
2: hero churchills yeah that's yep. it
1: <laughs> yeah pro, proletariat prep power i think is the strap line on the back of that one which yeah. always makes <laughs> did look rather dashing old old martin
0: yeah running around in it yeah so that is i had to get some new designs up i've got loads of ideas for what just hobby wear all oh, like, right oh, okay swag, hobby swag Hobby swag. Now that I could, you know, now I don't have to wear them into an office, and I can just work from home. <laughs> I can, I can actually wear inappropriate t-shirts. Uh, yeah, you could.
1: Although video calls are a thing, Eddie. I'm just warning you.
0: Yeah, but you know where they're coming. You just take the shirt off and one, please. <laughs> <laughs> Your
1: idea of them. Um... <laughs> so, for more exclusive content, go to here, yeah, Fez. <laughs> at OnlyFans
0: at only fans.
1: Inappropriate workwear. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's wearing a fez and a smile and
2: <laughs> I feel like to buy one of his used fezes.
0: Why is it sticky? Face <laughs> faces, face is something and
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> Second point. Meanwhile, Don't yeah, know why have with...
0: you been painting?
1: Nothing. Nothing. Like, with paint. Preferably. Move on. What? Nothing. Had you
0: had you got your list done last show?
1: Uh, pretty much. I'm I'm having an extended break now. I think I've just I've, I've reached the burnout. I've built some stuff, and that's about it. So I'm currently building some M3s for um an unspecified mid-war project. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I've just I've, I hit a bit of a roadblock. I think I burnt myself out getting ready for Warfare to an extent, and then Warfare burnt me out slightly. <laughs> so buy? um, yeah. So I've gone back to the drawing board. I've, it's not. I think I just need a, a little bit of a hiatus breaks as good as a change and all that not malarkey so um yeah just been looking at building some bits but i I actually avoided all of the black friday sales as well literally all of them
0: that's pretty impressive
1: i know i do know the only thing i bought was um a unrelated uh game system book that's come out for uh sicily let's put it that way does it rhyme with alt faction yes Um, but there's some good stuff, there's some good stuff in there that I'm hoping to rip off because uh, not rip off, sorry, uh, Uh, borrow, borrow, plagiarize, still, no, yeah, um, (laughs) take inspiration from, um, but yeah, that that I thought that was that was the only thing I really, I really picked up. I didn't buy anything at Warfare either, so um, yeah, I've been very all the willpower checks, yeah, Yeah. all of the willpower checks because I've got lots of stuff to do and I'm just thinking about projects i want to do now i think this year i was over ambitious with the projects i think i need to no never. yeah and i think i do need to look at it next year and go what what you know what actually needs doing let's make it a bit more mm. realistic and uh also not get distracted by mike he so is schedule. well he is but he's also got me way off stay on target um because i painted yeah. a load of germans this year that were nowhere near the they weren't even adjacent to the to the schedule they were even schedule adjacent they weren't no they weren't even like mm, if we get round to that that'd be good so I've got plenty of stuff to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a look at it, and then obviously we have got the new books coming out next year, and I'm sure at some point. Oh, excited! Something's gonna get tweaked. I might have to do. I might have to do, and I'm not promising anything, but I might have to do a third 21st Panzer Army. <laughs> That's impressive. Because I'll have the desert one then. I'll have the one yep. for Normandy, and yep. then I have the one that surrenders at the end um, of the war in the south of Germany.
0: Oh you'd be like my third, third, our division.
1: Yeah. That's a bit cooler cool. because we'll have been in the desert too. So like my free RCR on these. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <it's> all right.
3: <laughs> Bloody hell.
1: Honestly, I thought it was a unique snowflake. I just have hands one luck on every single yeah every single board as well. This is hands one luck. This that's is hands one luck. luck. And that's hands one luck going off into captivity. Oh 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 dear.
0: i <laughs> hands on hands one luck, and so is my wife.
1: Yep. See you in five years, hands. Bye. But that might be cool. I mean, I don't know what that would look like. I don't, I never. I never actually got this is going to, a slight adjacency to the conversation, but I never really got into the very late 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 flames of war. It almost oh, came up too late it's for me so good, yeah, but no one was playing it at the time that it came out, so it almost passed me by, so the whole of Berlin pretty yeah. much anything after um the d day books in v three mm-hmm. didn't get involved in at all. see Still we had friends yeah we we briefly flirted with it, but I think we we quickly
2: found that um the US were very difficult to beat because they had lots of, they had lots of bazookas.
0: Yeah, it was like lots they figured out lot, what had worked.
2: Yeah. Well, exactly. But it's just made <laughs> it for very, it made, made, I can't assault you. I can't sit back and shoot you because you're dug in. Because it's also before the arterial improvements we got with the new version. And so I think we just eventually agreed. Lots of play any later than Market Garden. And that was uh, largely uh, the end of it. Yeah.
1: So that, that new version. Yeah, that will pop right sure. Desperate Pleasures, I know, is your favourite book. Eddie, just completely oh. passed me by. So,
0: well, Desperate Pleasures, then Bridget Ramagin, and then Berlin. All three of those were
1: just ah oh, happy, happy, happy times. So I think I'm I'm going to save, I'm going to store up all of my hobby power and conserve it for 2022. Now I think I'm still going to build some. I'm a bit, like I said, I'm building bits now because building is the bit I actually don't like. Believe it or not, I find it really tedious. Okay, so mm-hmm. I for me to do it is like you know a labour. So I'm going to get everything I want built, and then it's like you know the kind of broken the back of it. Yeah, that's a bit I can actually do. Oh, and also, <laughs> just really round off my day, I saw they they put up a post on um, the uh, official Battlefront site confirming that it was metal and resin. The bloody xylophones. I was like, oh great. <laughs> so that that thin shard of light that could have been a plastic kit. It was never going to be a plastic. It was kit, never going to be a plastic kit. No, 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 but now they confirmed it. It's just oh. But like oh the light in days. the
2: tunnel was a train.
1: Exactly, It was a train made of resin. of resin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: made of resin and lead. Like yeah, my trains used to be because he literally kicked that person when I'm a train.
1: Yep, But it aside. We go. <laughs> so yeah, I've done it.
0: nothing.
2: Um, so I have. Um, I painted a Thunderhawk. Since last, <laughs> I painted a whole Thunderhawk, but in 8mm. Yep. In like and I That's painted cool. two little Thunderhawks because I decided I was going to paint one Epic 40k one and actually got in the painting. Sorry, the first one was Aeronautica, so it's a big 8mm scale model, but actually like a true scale plane.
3: Yeah.
2: And then there, um, I painted a little Epic 40k era one, and then a much older um, second edition Space Marine one, the original boxy Thunderhawk.
0: Yeah, buddy.
2: Oh. Which, bizarre when you look at it it, still has all the features that would go on. Or well, most of Thunderhawks it's got little yeah. um, little sponsons next to the front um, drop down you've, you've got the ventral gun last cannons and little turrets rather than being on those weird little drop down X-wing things they have these days
1: so, so are you saying you needed a pallet a lens too? Uh, well,
2: yeah, yes. i yes I, I, <laughs> I, also I actually again I actually bought models when painted it which is like you know unusual for me as you know
1: Unbelievable. I, as I posted That's the
2: other day man.
3: yeah
2: I actually realised because Facebook reminded me um, that the churches I painted back in the summer had been sitting on my shelf about for seven, uh, seven and a half years. So, <laughs> and, they're, and they're probably not the oldest thing in terms of you know buying. then not getting around to painting it, so it's so. so. Of course, yeah. I, I to I, rather than buying anything new in the black, um, black Friday sales. Actually, I'd lie. I bought a whole bunch. You of You bought a stuff. ton of stuff. <laughs> so I, yeah, it was. It, um, was it Dark Panic? Oh Earth. yeah,
1: shout out to Dark Sphere by the way, that went all the way over to, to their store in uh, wherever it is now, North London, and, yeah. uh, Brent Cross is, or near Brent Cross. wouldn't so many Flames of War because it was all stacked away under tables, so cheers for that guys. <laughs> oh no!
2: I, I bought it for the web store, so it's a slightly yeah. more enjoyable experience for me, but... <laughs> yeah,
1: so if, you, if you're if you going, don't, yeah, don't go to the store unless you're playing, mm-hmm. buy online. Yeah. You bought tons
2: though. I mean it was some good stuff. Right. Was yeah, so I there. on the sale they had a whole bunch of tank stuff on half price. So it was like three pounds a tank. And uh, what I realized was they had um the Sher- the Tank sh- Sherman, Late War Sherman. But that tank's Late War Sherman is the M four A three late pattern. I you know the one that big what basically yeah. is the Sherman Late. So I bought all ten boxes of them they had. So so <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, 30, so like 33 quid for 10, for 10 M4A3 lates, which is a high say. price. Yep. Yeah, so combined, Osai bought a tank starter they had, so that's another two of them. Yep. I already got two from a tank starter I bought when tanks first came out, so I've got enough now to do my four M105s and the rest of them I'll do up as actual, you know, either, you know they're both small turret and big turret um, M4 lates, right, for the doing late, late war. I also got two comets, um, a Cromwell. Uh, obviously, I got a Panther in the starter set. No, really I yet. But because I also bought, also bought five Panthers and a Tiger. They had in the tanks because it was there. Because it was there. Yeah. I, I and um, to be fair, the Panthers were on my plan for doing for late for late war, late, late war, mm-hmm. as were the Sherman. The comets, obviously, you no, know, I could not buy extra comets. You know, I don't need <laughs> them. Um, I then bought a box of mobile wagons because I need mobile wagons. I have them for quite a while and I bought something else. I can't remember what it was now. Another box of something.
1: What was the What was the one Cromwell for? Because that's a weird, like everything else I get. Like what right. was the one? Because you've got Cromwells, right? I've got a box. Yeah, I've got six Cromwell sprues at the moment. So it costs
2: me seven. The idea being that I think that will get me two HQ Cromwells. And then if the challenge, if I presume the challenge does come out with new um, release, I'll then be able to do like two platoons of like two Cromwells and the Challenger, but doing like um, a
1: recce squad, recce, armed um, recce squadron. Oh, okay. So there is a method, a method. I, th- I just thought you're hoovering stuff up at that point. It's just no, addicted. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
2: I could have gone full crazy. I mean, I actually realised the Tiger I bought was actually technically the wrong Tiger because it's a mid-war one with Zimmerit.
1: But that's fine for a late, 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 late war.
2: Exactly. So I'm going to paint it yeah. like a, like it with a, like a red primer turret, where obviously the tone oh. changed over. Don't, Brown. don't don't
1: paint the barrel red. Don't it, paint, grey because it
2: was just in yeah. grey primate. Exactly that. Because
1: that still haunts me and still annoys me the fact that my 28mm one has got a red barrel. <laughs> Can you just repaint it. Shut up. <laughs> repaint. No. Repaint. No. Yeah. Come on now. I've got enough stuff that needs the first, first bit of that yeah <laughs> <laughs> honestly repaint i can't believe that why. because i was going to say to you before um you hoovered up everything oh what were you going to use those shermans for and then you, you were like nope, gone nope. run off no nope. mine
2: yeah go i kind of had to hit the ground run before someone else worked it out so well, like, honestly if i had if it wasn't like just got kind of christmas and i had more free cash i would have probably bought a lot more stuff <laughs> I was, going, I was I was pondering getting some gazelles for, when I eventually get around and do my Syrian army for for um, team yankee so it's all awesome. gazelles Yeah yeah the French the French sold them gazelles in milans back in the 80s I thought so. it was just the
1: Iraqis. oh okay
2: No the Iraq, they can't have like the hot armoured um, armor car things the, uh, the mefistos yeah, yeah but they infantry can have milans and they uh, and they can have gazelle helicopters with um
1: oh, hot being Yeah cuz troll trader i think was doing the same thing so they had a they still got a 50% off as well
2: Oh, I have to go nowhere. But I was like, hopefully, well, over side of Christmas, well, I've, got, I've got some cash again. I mean, all this stuff will technically be like Christmas presents
0: to me from Santa. So. Yeah. To me, yeah. love me. It clearly says from Santa.
2: Yeah. But the kids probably wonder why I got 20 presents under the thing. Oh, look, another Sherman Late. I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they open each of the actual blisters. Um, yeah, <laughs> listen, listen,
1: listen. how big those me.
2: blisters are. The actual box is massive because it's quite space <laughs>
1: Oh, you're going to have a ton of yep. counters and stuff in it as well, aren't you? And cards and yeah
2: things. i'll keep it all because i I got an idea of playing tanks with the girls just to try and get them into war gaming so it's, it's like it's, it's like you know it's a nice little system to try and teach it it's really fast prefer, playing yeah i kind of prefer what tank, uh, yeah, a tanker yeah as a more grown-up sort of version of that kind of like you know tank skirmish game but it's tanks as a thing for just teaching wargaming such so right. I, I
1: think yeah I, I definitely think that's the case because we did that as a um we upscaled it, but we did it for a demonstration or participation game in 2018. Yes, you did, yeah you? Yeah, me. Yeah, and it's really fun, like especially if you run it as a clock game, even for adults. So we were running it, um, uh, like you know, like a time trial, so you can mm-hmm. kill the tiger the fastest. Right. And uh, I remember at Salute, there was uh, a group of guys that came, and played it in the morning, and then came back in the afternoon having worked out exactly what they needed to do, <laughs> and they were like, right. Speedrun. Right, you do this exactly, they, were, they did it in something really like ridiculous, like three minutes or something insane. They killed this tiger because they they were just like, "No, you go right. We're gonna. We know exactly what we're doing. Right, go, good. Do no, this, you do that, go. Do that exactly." And it is quite, it is quite a laugh. I mean, it's it's properly not a um a sensible game at all. You have to suspend the you know suspend belief even more than normal. But, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's fine. It's it's just it is World of Tanks. Yeah, yeah. This is Obviously, what you go What it is now? <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah. Also, I painted up some patterns of two for desert, as we'll get on to a bit later. Oh, you finished them? I just just got the coat um, gloss varnish on before we started. I'll get some matte on varnish yeah. when we finish. So
1: yeah, we're well, interested to see how they come out because you've uh, done the Duncan Road method, haven't you?
2: I have gone to the superior Dun- well, World War II Duncan methodology. Yes.
1: I don't see. Some- <laughs> I had a. I went to a sales kickoff with the company I work for now, and there was another Duncan in the room, and I got referred to as Duncan too, which I'm not. I'm not overly keen about. <laughs> oh, did you? Did you
0: Highlander him? Just cut his head off?
1: I might ask you because Three, I don't think that's be right. I, 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 he's only been there like one. Oh, I've been there one month more than him as well. So I, I, I take umbrage <laughs> at the fact that I'm Duncan too. Oh, no,
2: that that is a low blow if you actually have exactly. him, uh,
1: seniority as well. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So but yeah, there We're, there can only be one Duncan. So I'm coming for you, Rhodes. I'm just
2: saying. ask asking where he got his Duncan Duncan commission. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. With which regiment? Ah, oh, see, Oh, with them, <laughs> by the old bean
2: yeah so eddie what you've been painting
0: uh well i painted my entire um warfare list which is a complete lie because i hadn't actually touched it at all since i've been oh. saying oh yeah no i got to add the details i, I just know. did it as it was i was so i was, was actually fine. going to
1: leave that alone we're just going to gloss over it because no, uh, no, 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 you, you no. tried for it ages and ages and ages to get them i did the mojo and i just mojo, didn't get mo- mojo all the time
0: so uh no i didn't do any of that i have however, been building like crazy like a bit of an idiot decided to get my nephew the flames of war hit the beach starter set for christmas
1: oh cool that's a good um, investment yeah
0: yep. no exactly so but knowing that he won't have the patience to build or paint these ones to start with and he just wants to play i've uh, i'm going to get them i'm actually assembling them now
1: are you going to paint them what a wonderful uncle uncle
0: i am going to spray them <laughs> <laughs> spray and dry brush so, yeah maybe spray sprays the built and sprayed so it's in the box so you can we can play a little game on Christmas Day. Um see what you need is, is something like a tank skirmish game, like a bee? Yeah. But I don't think he that wouldn't be enough for him because he is World War Two mad. So I think he would want to have the infantry and the, the, the guns and everything, so Okay. This is the and also this way I don't have to learn a new game system, I can just, you know, teach him flames of war and the fact that all of my stuff hits on twos. <laughs> Yeah yeah, no, five power two plus. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: You're just gonna scream take it off as well. Take it off.
0: Yep. Take that off. No, no. That's dead. That's dead. Your, your tigers work much better if they drive backwards, honestly.
1: Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Um cross checker six plus. Oh, you've bogged down again. Yeah, yeah. Just, just starting oh. completely different rules. I know oh, it's take a nice.
0: every turn. Um yeah, no, no. So we played a couple of games um at uh the house, at my dad's house. Back up north, um, not really which up north, I mean, though, is it? we're yeah. not, well, well, Croydon is no, it's north of here. So, well, yeah, I mean, we're Dangerous, basically France. Dang, Dangerous, dangerously close to the river, isn't it? So, exactly. <laughs>
1: you get all the woad painted people. Otherwise, yeah. Past that point,
0: um, I've also, <laughs> <laughs> also started building um, my Italian tanks for yes. a certain event. Can't mean what?
1: No, no, no. I found it quite interesting. I'd never considered whether you could do the Sema and M1441 at the same box.
0: Well, I'm here to tell you that.
1: So it's a bit weird because it,
0: it's obviously, I think it's one of their first. It's an early plastic. I, I won't say very that, It's early plastic. No, it's it, is, not, it is early. It wasn't super early, but it's, it's early in version four. But you know, by that time, they'd already done load plastic kits for version yeah, 3. Yeah, but so. I think it's a difficult one because. Where the joins are to get the holes to work, to get it to swap, it's quite easy to leave a big gap on the front glaciers. Right. So at the moment, you build you build the bottom hole, so it's, you know, tank hole, left right left and right track, and then the the, the middle section of the superstructure just drops in. So, so you can make it be the of Venti or the L14-40. Is that right? No, it's the M- M-14, 14, M- yeah. M14-41. M14-41. Yeah, so it's 19, 1914, but it's forty-one tons. Is that right? No, not. No, it's No, it's fourteen. Fourteen tons. Weight, I think. Yeah, yeah that makes more sense. Yeah. I'm
2: not gonna say it's not, no, it yeah. forty-one tons
1: yet. I was gonna say what a beast.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, it's the world's biggest, smallest, spicy tank. meatball. It's, <laughs> exactly. just, it's just for the pasta. I mean, um, maybe it's just Mussolini's um, propaganda machine. This tank yeah. is forty-one tons. <laughs> It's got three hundred breadsticks in the
2: back. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of pasta. Mr. It's all like tin pasta
1: exactly. So what like, like tin pasta? <laughs> to... <laughs> tin pasta. Oh my god! Can you imagine? That would be awful. Oh, tin, tin ravioli. How delicious!
2: It's like the, the stuff I give my girls when after after school supper is basically the entire ration of the of the of the, of the Italian army. <laughs> yeah. But not, there was not that Northern... like not Hello
0: Kitty shape, But I must oh, quickly add. So it was that Northern <laughs> African, um, the North African campaign GMT box set which has a play time of something like six days yeah and that that i remember i remember reading the blurb and and reading people reviewing of it i can't remember what it's called it's it's it was it i want my life back no it's it's quite interesting obviously it has smaller game systems within it but if you play the full thing it takes like six days with like five people aside kind of thing and that actually has you roll on the, the pasta quality table Oh my to, god! To, to, like you know, for the the quality of the rations and that affects the morale and all that kind of thing. So, so uh, I, idea
1: for Phil Yates uh, version yep. five. Version five. That's, that's what my, table. That's what yeah. I like. That's
0: what I, I think the
1: um, anti dice are. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's
0: just like yep, no spicy meatball, excellent. boff, there you go. Yep. Oh no, they they you, they you know tin tin penne again, not good. <laughs> gloopy gloopy pasta <laughs> gloopy yeah. gloopy pasta soggy pasta they're um, selling it to me yeah <laughs> no but they're good models you can swap between them you don't even need magnets but i don't know if i'm gonna you i think I'm gonna have to sacrifice some of the final finish to make that work and i don't know how often i'm going to want to swap between them or whether or not i'm just gonna use these ones just as the tanks and then if i want more some of buy more some events down the road i i think
1: from my my personal thought process you either want tanks or you want the Somaventis. You don't want both. Like you'll you'll struggle to fit them both in a list because the, the points do creep so up. Maybe mind, you, it's... Oh, mind you, mind you, I think actually having said that, I think you can you might be able to include um, a platoon of Somaventis in the formation.
2: Uh me? No, I think that motorcycle right. one. You can have the L sixes in formation.
1: No, I was thinking of the tank formation. Oh, okay. But it, yeah, I, I mean, you know, you're not, not going to really need more than five Somaventis, probably. So that's just the box. Yeah. Worth. Because five is a nice number because you get to re-roll your misses if when you remember to do that. Or bars, uh, if you ever do that. Well, yeah, exactly. Because, uh, you know, forgetting to do that would be really stupid. Really dumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. Super dumb. Yep.
0: <laughs> wooden spoon worthy dumb. Speaking of wooden yep. spoons.
1: Yep.
3: Yes.
0: i yes. so you know, played games the front.
1: recently. <laughs> uh, i played some games. Well, I no, no, no. I didn't play some games. I participated in some, uh, frankly... Uh, <laughs>
0: you turned up.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I I got a medal for being present. I was a proper millennial. I got a medal oh. for turning up. Just like the Americans. Just just you know, spoilers. I killed one platoon in five games. Holy wow! Yeah, it, it didn't it didn't feel consensual towards the end. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but no, I I played some games. I went to uh, Warfare at Reading, which was actually really really nice. It was a really good crowd. It was what was it? 38 people. Yep. So and we had a few international. Visitors, I think we had someone from America. I think there was uh, some people yeah. from Ireland. Uh, we had some Finn, uh, sorry, some uh, Icelandic people, um, I, and Finns, and Mark Goddard. <laughs> oh my God. hey, Mark, it's yeah. a separate thing. <laughs> it
2: was actually um, a good turnout for a break for us all. It was. Because it was. Was you two, yep. Mark,
1: yep. Martin, Soren, that was it that's why I've, that
2: was
1: it yes i'm only joking with mark it was actually lovely to see everyone again and, and in was, real life
0: it was <laughs> so nice wasn't it
1: just to the, be yeah the venue was awesome i mean i did feel i did feel a little bit uncomfortable on saturday in the shopping area just because it was so busy and it yeah. was quite um not not claustrophobic but it's just there was the walkways in between all the stalls and things, just I didn't feel massively comfortable with that. That's a personal thing. That that was not a criticism yeah. of the event at all.
0: I think that's also just not being out in crowds that much.
1: Exactly. I mean, I've basically been living in a cupboard for two years. So, I mean, you know, um, the <laughs> fact of getting out and being amongst like-minded individuals is just nice, but it did mean I didn't see a lot of the um, demonstration games and things like that out there. So I couldn't, I couldn't tell you what they were, but I think they were, I think they did quite well. I think someone was saying that there was, i th- I got various bits of information, so we need to speak to Ian about how many people actually attended the tournaments, but I think someone was saying like 600. Oh, wow.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Across all game systems, because there was, there was literally, you name a game system, there was probably a tournament running for it. Um, as we said, Hammy was there, he was playing Meg. We gave him some abuse, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got your counters. Exactly. Just,
2: oh it's definitely getting you flip the table and watch them all scrape in the counters because that's uh
1: exactly he was he was over there with his measuring sticks and uh <laughs> yeah cards and a million counters and infantry that all looks the same because it's basically from the same period so you know I've, these have got bronze shields oh
2: cool oh nice mm, nice
1: um but was yeah it also it
2: was also the high quality terrain of a bit of felt
1: no it was actually good no. They, that, they, you know. I would say, yeah, a That's lot of good. the tables for the tournaments were really good. And, in fact, it shows you what kind of community we've got because I think it was something like 10 tables were provided by players. So out of the 18 tables that, that, that were required for the tournament, uh, 10 were provided by players who brought their stuff down and, and just said, yeah, I'll, I'll give you terrain to use for the day. That say helps, yeah. So that was a really good showing, I think. And, um, yeah, I think it was well run. I think everything ran on time. Everything ran to um the periods there was nice breaks in between because it was at ascot race course it was it felt quite airy upstairs yeah so we were up on the fourth floor so um they had windows and stuff open which was actually quite nice because it was getting quite warm up there because just the number of bodies and um i nearly had a a cardiac arrest when i found out how much a pie and chips was but um that's (laughs) right i found that there was a little Tesco's down the road but I think they're actually not there next year. So I think it's a one and done. I think so next at, um, year it's at Farm, yeah, yeah the, Far, the Farnborough
2: Exhibition Centre, which is basically Hall One, the Farmborough Air Show. Well, I thought so it was going the
1: runway.
2: So it could be kind of weird being there and not having like, no, hold on, chunks Did you of you like being there. Are you going to be there? What? I might, I might be. I, I, I know I'm going to be there for the air show because I got, I'll be on stand duty probably. Oh no, I don't care, care about stay that. Let's work.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Stay there and then get a free, a free tournament. Yeah. <laughs> We'll sort it'll be fine.
2: I might go, because I just feel bad about you getting there with a spoon. I think I can go for that to accolade next year. So. Yeah, it's oh. <laughs> a
1: race, <laughs> race to the bottom. So, like, when, when we go back through the games, I'll, I'll explain to you how I managed to contrive to basically punch myself in the groin for hours on end.
2: Especially because I thought eight. your list was was pretty was pretty solid. I was actually really surprised when you...
1: Yes, yeah. Lee. But But when you forget to deploy SU100s, like, period... <laughs> What? This makes life hard. Don't, don't I'll go? I didn't tell you this at the weekend, but yeah, I did, I did do that. So, um, okay, so
2: come game, like game one, guys.
1: Yeah, let's get my what, list. Doug,
0: what was your list? Did you my
1: list with? was, um, are you ready for this? Okay, yeah. so as a forward oh, company,
0: oh, 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 sorry, <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so there's a forward <laughs> company which was a command of two PPSH SMGs, four burning Hero T3485s, um, a Hero SMG company with. Uh, seven PPSH SMG teams and a Commissar, and they also had the RPG-6 card, which I'd never used. Um, then I had uh, four more Hero T-34s that were also on fire, mm-hmm. six 82mm mortars. <laughs>
0: Why they on fire?
1: Because they were in every game. They just blew up. Um, four SU-76s and three ZSU-17s, so that's the quad 50 cows. And then uh, in support, I had uh, four SU-100s and then a decoy tank company of three Stugs. Which were very good, very nice. Stick life. The Stugs, are, the sticks are interesting because, and I, I would heartily recommend them actually uh, to any Soviet player because um, they obviously retain the recce. so they retain the spearhead in your list, and they don't—they can actually cross things like hedges and stuff. Whereas the BA64s obviously can't. You know, they hit a hedge or they try and drive across some Stop. fields, and they don't move very fast. Whereas the Stugs actually still, you know, for twelve points, which isn't a massive investment, I don't think. Um, they provide you with a, you know, a bit of punchy. So that was my list in all its glory. Okay, it doesn't sound terrible. No, no, no. The list was fine. Even Martin said the list was fine. The problem exists between table (laughs) and chair. (laughs) (laughs) And what was your list, Eddie?
0: Um, So I had my pretty much the same as um, what I took to Corrivery last year before last. Oh, gosh. A while Um, ago. A while ago. So US Chairman's from D-Day would have been bulge but bulge wasn't allowed because I did not come out early enough um so it's all the hit on threes um so sherman company so two hq shermans platoon of five 76s a platoon of four 75 mil shermans four 105 millimeter shermans three armored mortars a platoon of five stewarts um i think that's the formation and then in support i had um the four m10s and four m12 uh long toms and an aop spotter plane Piper Cup.
1: yep running around being irritating
0: running around getting shot down by Dushkas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep they'll do it okay so guy.
2: yeah first games guys how like, look for it oh well on so, go on all right. All right, all right
1: all right hold on let me let me get up my score sheet because i actually took a picture of it because i need to I need some motivation. So uh, I had, uh, the first game I played uh, Dave Madigan, Gentleman Dave, mm-hmm. which was a lovely start to the weekend. We had a, a very nice time. Um, I bought him a coffee. He said, I'll buy you one after the game. And Mark God, I drunk it. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'll no. give Mark like, some stick, but it, genuinely, I, I went to, i think i went to go to the shop down the road yeah and you uh, off. it was getting cold and so he drunk it but he was supposed it to buy cost me like one.
0: 30 pounds
1: exactly he was supposed to buy me one in return but he never did so i'm not bitter but it was a free-for-all and dave was playing he was playing really interestingly he was playing uh motor rifles mm-hmm. and italian churchills because they They're were two- um kiwis weren't they they were so yeah they've dave, dave been a kiwi he was playing kiwis which was Lovely, but it was also nice just to see something different, I guess, for the British because they had no. Um, I don't think he had Achilles, he did, did he? Yeah, no, he did, he did have Achilles, of course, he did. He yeah. did, but the problem I had was that the Motor Rifle Company, because just how many drops he had, he was able to deploy almost the entire Motor Rifle Company and his support. Um, before I was able to uh see where his Churchills were going, right. yeah, what mission They're do you play? Free for all, right? Yeah, so I, I made a mistake. And I know I made a mistake because I, I knew I knew it from the moment that I finished deploying. So we were playing on it's fairly open board to be honest. Had, um some woods on my side and a, um, a road that connected them together. And so I deployed my mortars in uh, the wood on the right where my right hand objective was. So I, I deployed how I normally would deploy, which is obviously having objectives that seemed to matter rather than just going i'm going to stick it where it's furthest to the right or left or wherever it is so um the my right hand objective was in a wood and then the sort of centrally or slightly left of center one was actually on a road and um dave's was mirrored so his was on his right and then so my left and then in the center as well so i finished deploying and i realized that i put my mortars on my right hand objective and i'd finished deploying and he hadn't and he had an entire churchill formation and i went oh oh no i know exactly where that's going and it did it all went down on my right flank <laughs> so i had i had four su 100s and six two mil mortars that were trying to desperately stave off um an entire churchill company admittedly with the help of my um stolen uh stugs so my stugs were also on that side but it was just i couldn't stop them they just essentially roared towards me um and just didn't well barely stopped. Dave used the, the terrain really well to maximize the, the chances of him um, surviving the SC100s because um, as we know they're only rate of fire one. Um, he's Churchill so if he remained at 16 and had some cover I was on sixes to hit so I wasn't able to force through a tremendous amount of damage and yeah it just it, it was really tough from that perspective. I think my infantry went up the centre to try and take the objective off or my objective off him. I flipped my um, uh, T34s that I deployed on my um, my left, Dave's right, to the centre to try and you know essentially mitigate the fact that he had an objective being guarded by most of a motor rifle company. And uh, the Achilles came pounding through a wood like it wasn't even there, <laughs> uh, fired four shots and killed three T34s. And I went, Ooh. oh, oh, that's that's problematic. Um, and I think the last one just yeah, the last one just legged it. So that was so I lost three. I only lost three units, so that was good. We played four rounds, and I scored a point. I, I put down. I was an. I was the attacker, and I was attacking. So it was. It was pretty brutal. I think Dave went. He might have gone defend. Mm. It was Defend defender maneuver? I can't remember. But yeah, it was. Um, it was a tricky one. Yeah, sounds it. So Churches I was are really hard.
0: Yeah, they are. They are especially if you don't have anything.
1: Well, they weren't even the the turbo show church They were just no. Front armor nine, but front armor nine turns out it's pretty good. It's enough.
0: It's tiger tiger armor, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. So uh, I was playing against the American David Viger, mm-hmm. um, who, who rolled up the escape mission, which is the one where you're going lengthways um, with his reserves. I was attacking. He had uh, Soviet, um Soviet motor rifle company, but with IS twos in support and massive big. Um, 100 mil anti-tank guns and then a right. load of the little Zis um, 76s in ambush um, but I, the, the, it was tough because that, the, the middle of the board was bisected by a town um, which is on one of um, uh, Mark's boards so it had the big crescent moon like huge church um, so you had like this massive blocking line of sight thing right in the middle right Um which meant that he could kind of like sit there, decide which way around he wanted to go with different threats. Whereas I didn't have the mobility because I'd go around it from the beginning kind of thing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so uh, it kind of slowed me down. And even though I knew the objectives went live on turn six, um, first of all, first turn 105, uh, sorry, um, AOP turns up excellent, goes to range in, gets hit by a Dushka yeah. with a single shot. Roll the sa- fail the save. He fails the firepower. Hugh stays alive. Second turn, single dishker hits it. Failed the save.
1: Dead. That's less than optimal.
0: Yeah. So it's like, ah, oh, that's great. Even though I was careful to maintain out range of his his anti aircraft and all that kind of stuff, it just wasn't wasn't great. Um, so it's just a game of sort of cat and mouse and just trying to get my templates down to soften stuff up, put pressure on where I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, did. Uh, did like a feigning attack with my M10s and Stuarts, which drew, drew his anti-tank guns out of ambush, and then they started pushing forward aggressively. So I actually ended up um, pushing forward with the M10s at fifty, calling him in the open from the side, uh, which di- it didn't actually do any work against his anti-tank guns. But they did then charge in, and M10s in assault grinding over uh, anti-tank guns from their side arc, which was hilarious. A, it's a brave
2: move with the top arm and zero vehicles, yeah.
0: Well, it it, it, it was, he got too aggressive with them. He got them too far forward.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then, you know, 10-inch tactical move. Oh, look, I'm in your side arc, and you're now in your, in your own way from the ones that can see. Yeah. And then just charge in. Um, luckily, he broke off from that assault. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was it was one of those things, and I was sitting there going, right, turn six, turn six, have to be within whatever distance of turn six, forgetting that in escape the defender goes first oh so i realized that in turn five and when i've just lost the turn and now i'm too far away and that's not going to work and so therefore i've lost the game because the maneuver i wanted to do hasn't isn't going Won't to work yeah so then i tried the best to kill as many platoons as i could and end up getting the two platoons um that let me get a 6-2 loss yeah the Be-
1: didn't, didn't he have um, KV8s as well?
0: Oh, was yeah, the Flame KV8s K- came on yeah, from KV8s. the rear.
1: Yeah. yeah, the Flame KV8s came on from the rear. That's an interesting inclusion. I, I, yeah. I, I like them, but I, I don't think they're universally popular.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a hodgepodge bit of everything. Um, but the ISTs
1: were just pretty good. <laughs> they're pretty problematic, aren't they?
0: <laughs> they are problematic, yeah. So, um, no, it was, it was fun. My main aim for this tournament was just to have as many good games as I could. I didn't really care if I won or lost.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Was playing. Um, yeah, exactly. So I wasn't going to get head up about it. And I was like, okay, you know, it was the first Flames of War game in a long, long time. Um, other than forgetting a turn, I don't think I made any too many big mistakes with the way, the way I did stuff.
3: Okay.
2: So, uh,
0: yeah, that put me on two points for the whole
1: tournament.
2: Yay. All right. Well, game two then.
1: Yeah, so game two, I paid Petter. I paid Petter Theron. Which was uh, which was very nice. It was also something I'd never played before. He it, it was playing the uh, 116th Panzer Grenadiers, so with the rebuilding card from D-Day, uh, and the our, Greyhounds. In uh, the Greyhounds, and I'd always been bemused, frankly, why this was such a problem. And I think I found out now in real time why it is such a problem, as in there's just <laughs> so much stuff. It was, was at that moment blob. Duncan knew he'd messed yeah. up. Well, it wasn't messed up. It was just that I kind of, I kind of. You're looking at something on paper and you're going, well, it's just lots of AT9. What good's that? And then, you know, against T34s, AT9 is actually quite scary, yeah. especially in the volumes that they were putting out. So um, we, yeah. I chose to attack again. He chose to unsurprisingly, uh, I think, defend. So I was the attacker again and we played rearguard. So um, it was it was an interesting game. So he put his minefields down because we had minefields in this one because uh, mm-hmm. of defense submission uh, and it was in the rules and they he put them down on my left so i put so i put the objectives down. i had one on the left and one on the right so i'd deployed them in the, the best way i could there was a village to the right so i was thinking to be honest that's gonna be a bit of a pain to take so I'll, I'll probably focus on the one on the left even though the minefields had gone down um and he'd done i can't i can all you know when you can see something happening and you think everyone does that and i know exactly why they do it but it doesn't make any so he laid the minefields down in a contiguous line that got to a wood. And then instead of carrying on through the wood left the wood and then put them the other side so i know exactly what he was thinking it was like you know this is fine the wood all i can put something in there or, or whatever it is but actually all it did was leave a hole in the minefields mm-hmm. so i was like well okay i'll aim for that then with um my infantry because going through the woods not gonna be a problem and in fact the t-34s can even go through there because they're two up cross so um i thought this is all fine no problem um he had Uh, as his support options he had um, some tigers so they were also on that side so I knew I was going to have to deal with them but I thought well I'm going to have to deal with the tigers no matter what they're going to they're going to be where they're going to be there's nothing I can do about that so um, I put the uh, stugs on the far left spearhead up um, with the um, t 34 slightly behind them the infantry then kind of ran straight toward this wooded area Mm -hmm. Um, the tigers repositioned because they weren't um, they were A, getting sniped at by the SU-100, which I deployed kind of centrally. Um, and I actually managed to kill in the first turn. I ranged in and killed an, an 88 because he also had the Assault Flak uh, eighty eight. Um So I ranged in and killed one of those in the first turn with the Mortars. And I thought, oh, this is good. I didn't remember all weekend to re-roll my failed hits for my Mortars because there were six of them. Because oh, I am not used to playing what? with... Because I'm not used to playing with them. I don't no. usually... I don't have them oh, at all. Bloody. And I was just thinking, but this is this goes back down to essentially, you know, playing games and, and knowing what the army does. And I didn't know, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because
2: coming into this tournament, you were still, couldn't make I'm it mind Lauren. what
1: army you were taking. Because it was, Correct.
2: Like, for a while it was going to be the key Flint list. I and mean, then it was, yeah, those Americans. Yeah. And it, was gonna, you know, but it came back to um Soviets, didn't it? So.
1: Exactly. It's because I finished the Soviets off and I quite liked the way they looked and I was very happy with them. And I thought, I'll take them. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't rearrange in, uh, re-roll my misses, but I don't I don't think it cost me there, but it did, you know, later on there would have been times I'd looked at it and gone, huh, going to re-roll them. Um, so that's like, that started off reasonably well, one of the eighty eights was gone, the SUs had forced the Tigers to, to move a bit, um, and then it kind of went a bit wonky because his ambush deployed, which was six um, Stummels. I think they're stumbles, aren't they? There's 75 half-tracks. Yes, yeah. So six of those is putting out 12 shots in ambush. Yes, it is. And he didn't care yeah. if they were a long range because they've got heat. So, yes, I was slightly harder to hit, but hitting on threes goes to hitting on fours in the open. Yeah. So, uh, I, in that turn, I lost two tanks and had two tanks bailed because that's just the weight of fire. You're looking for, a, I think it's a three, a three to glance. Right. So, again, just so many hits were hit. I think I took eight hits. I think he rolled rather, rather well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just my t-34 support my infantry just started you know exploding and or um getting bailed out but you know still his ambush had gone um i had the stugs over that side still i managed to actually bail back in the the two um tanks that were bailed so they started to return some fire but again like because they're germans their, their veterans sees their armor hit on fours um i, I don't th- i think i killed two in return fire so again they were still there still operating fine um yeah the infantry went crashing through the wood, uh, putting an uh, assault on um, the infantry that was guarding the objective, got thrown back just because they were pinned. But they're still grenadiers, So you know they're still going to put a weight of fire down. Um, and this is where I just started to get attrition losses on the SMGs as well. They just started to get flinked off, you know, losing a couple of stands here or another stand there. Um, it's like a 1,000 cuts. Yeah, it started to crack a bit. Um, and it's just it just started to get ground down the the I couldn't maintain enough pressure on the objective and I think is it free-for-all where you have to be within a certain distance by turn yeah, 6 And yeah. uh, not so free-for-all um, rearguard Yes. so he was he yeah. was taking units off but they were you know frankly little things that didn't matter
0: yeah um, so he's got enough of
1: them it doesn't exactly matter, and really. yeah it was like oh I'll take these 81 mil waters there's there's four of them but they're not doing anything for me now so I'll whip them they know, you know, they're done. Um yeah, I think he had some recce. So he had the two two ones, two two twos. So again, at some point they disappeared. And what was quite annoying was that they were still in good spirits when he was having you know, he managed to get them off the table before they were um in bad spirits and would have counted as broken. Yeah. So that was, you know, fortunate but also well played because he made the right choice at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um but I just couldn't wade through them fast enough and in the end I think I actually broke my formation. Um again essentially against that wall of Panzer Grenadiers and, um, yeah, and supporting half-tracks and Tigers and Flak 88s. They all just started to grind down because I couldn't... I just couldn't have the weight of numbers the way I needed to get through that minefield.
0: Right. Oh, man.
1: So I lost seven units in that game, (sighs) quite a few. Yeah. Um, (laughs) We played four turns, and I scored a point. Wow. Ouch. Yeah, because, again, I, I was... You know, I killed, like... One of the half tracks, the recce half tracks, before it got removed. I think I'd killed one of the tigers. Um, yeah, but it was all bits and pieces. Stuff had died, but it wasn't out of one platoon. And even mm-hmm. even if I'd have thought about focusing on it, it was still re- it would still have been quite hard to to get through and actually make everything stick because it's you know it's reasonably big. What I should have done is probably actually just been more patient and just started to leather stuff with the artillery I had. You know, Panzer Grenadiers, yeah, they dug in, but once you've got it ranged in, just start battering yeah. away on them.
0: But so then you've got the ticking clock of getting within
1: the distance of the objectives as well. There is that. But I think what I've learned with this is patience is really key and timing is really key in this game. So um, commitment to an objective. Like, you know, Martin always says it. You can't, learn, you can't um, win on turn one, but you can lose it on turn one. So actually, just assessing the situation and not making a mistake is sometimes the best avenue to uh, to take. But yeah, it was it was a good game and, and Petter's army is painted beautifully, so you know that's always nice. Yeah. And I'd never played it before, but the one sixteenth, I think I worked it out. He was saving something like eleven. Is it the like ten or eleven points? Something like that. It was like essentially a ton by just making them um, slightly worse. Mm. It, it is,
2: quite, is, okay. a slight, is a slightly worse. It's not a huge drop in performance.
1: Well, I think it... Affect, doesn't it affect things like their their skill ratings? Yeah, so oh, tactics
2: yeah. decreases and their um, last stand decreases.
1: Yeah, which... Okay, neither of those came into play pretty much for the entire game, so... Yeah, I mean,
2: last stand really went with, with an infantry force. The tank force would be more of an issue, but with infantry, yeah. it's... Yeah,
1: so, I mean, it was good, and it was, like I said, it was interesting to play something that I'd only ever seen on paper, and I think, again, playing outside of my playgroup allowed me to to play things that I'd not played and seen, Um and the way he was able to also essentially he was screening his um tigers with his, the infantry so you couldn't get close enough to the tigers and they were quite happy sitting back. Um mm-hmm. and things like that. So again it was it was quite an interesting learning experience from that perspective. Just being a um, tiger at range is a beautiful thing. E- exactly and just, you know, little things like um making sure that you know stuff is taking as much advantage of the terrain cover that you could. I think I think he thought he'd made a big mistake by leaving that hole in the minefield through the wood because, you know, you can't defend a wood like that because you can't see through it. Mm. But um, again, I've just, I just found I didn't have enough. My infantry was okay and it would have been great if I could get in, but it wasn't getting in in su- sufficient numbers to make a difference. And that was kind of a, another theme, you know, it would it would get picked off and that threes to hit really hurts it.
0: Yeah. Well, I had some Hungarians in game two. Um, so as we went to Stuart Wiggum, it was free for all. Um, and he had Hungarians with Zavines, um, so the infantry com- infantry formation, yep. the Zavini um, self propelled, not Stug formation with some support Stugs, um, and it was a board where finally we we're playing, you know, short end as opposed to from long end to long end, um, and uh, had a city on one side and quite an open um, open Russian village on the right hand side but with a woodland in the midfield. Um, and basically, he got really aggressive with them against my super aggressive army, which was a bit <laughs> weird. So the first thing his stugs did was drive straight up into the wood opposite my M10s, which my M10s were driving into anyway. So it was three stugs versus four M10s in a woodland firefight, which the M10s you know probably won. Um, and then my 76 mils just kind of swayed forward Taking pot shots and destroying everything within sight. <laughs> um, his infantry ran up into his load of buildings, and then just sort of stalled, which was fine because I had the Stuarts and um, 105s. Um, but that game, really, the first, the 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 winner for me was the first turn um, bombarded with my M12. It's got time on target and took out one of his Flak 88s and two of his Pack 40s. Oh nice. Which then meant that the other Flak 88 ran away. And then the repeat bombardment the turn later took out the rest of the Pac forties. So I shut down the middle of his refused flank and just swept forward and picked the everything else apart. Um which was kind of was the end of, kind, that of kind of glorious. Yeah. So ended up um with a uh, an eight one. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, Delicious. I know, right? I was like, yes, this is the way it's supposed to look. I did lose one unit. What did I lose? I think I lost the seventy sixes? It says. Were you, were you thinking submarine at this point? I was, and I was like, cool, that's going to be great. You know, it'll work out great. <laughs> so uh, no, it's a good game, good good, good fun. Um, and to be fair, <laughs> so having an assault gun army with infantry, and apparently I said to Stuart, I said, why are we so aggressive with them? He said, well, I've always played defensive forces, so I bought this to be a slightly more aggressive force.
1: And it was kind of like, I don't think it's designed to do that. Your, your strength is not in but, driving forward with uh, these. No spoilers, but I played Stuart in the last game, and it sounds like he bloody listened to you. So, so oh, really? Oh, yeah, cheers. bloody <laughs> Eddie. Jesus Christ! Yeah, but
2: so but at least you know your your lessons was taken in here There we go. So. Yeah, well, I mean, you
0: get eight one drubbing. Kind of, you know.
1: Oh, I know, Eddie. I am aware. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what was your game three then, there, Dunk?
1: Well, it was an eight one drubbing. No, um, I think it might be actually. So, um, I played. And I really like this army, so I'm going to give it a a, a moment just to linger upon it. Um, it was um, oh no, game three. Oh, I've skipped ahead. It was Tony Hellard.
0: Ooh, Hi Tony. Tony. Hi Tony. Yeah, t-
1: Tony. I, I was attacking yeah, well, again. And it was Killing Ground. Yeah, sorry, I, I thought I'd gone one step ahead. Um, it, yeah, we played Killing Ground, and Tony had Germans. Yeah. I'm pretty Which sure. Which was Killing Ground? I didn't recognise it. It's one of the new ones. Okay, so was it were ones. You yeah. yeah, so I. What did he have? He had tigers. He had a tiger company, and a, I think it was a Panzer Grenadier company. Yeah, it was. And I thought that's a weird old. That's a weird old combo. You know, he's got <laughs> two platoons of two tigers and a single tiger in command. Um, and he had so he put the um, an ambush. So two of those tigers went into ambush, and he had uh, forty points off, which was um, another tiger platoon, the um, tiger commander, and then some. What's the 105mm uh, self-propelled gun you can take with the um
2: 105?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's the big one. It's not the... It's oh, not 150, the, the Brumbar. 150, yeah, not the Brumbar. Oh, the, like grill. A, the grill. The grill, the grill. that's yeah. it. Grill, sorry. Yeah, I'd, again, not, not seen them um, previously, um, because they're not very good normally, but apparently they're quite, they're quite good at taking out SU-76s <laughs> um, <laughs> no. in direct fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um yeah there was two objectives one was on the left which was on like a hill and there was one on the right which was at the end of a road and so i was like okay so i've got i've got a, i'm gonna have to suffer the tiger ambush there's nothing i can do about it it's gonna pop up and it doesn't matter if it's a close range or long range it's you know it's gonna it's gonna smart isn't it um four shots probably hitting on fours at best um so I, I decided to put my attack down the left-hand side again. So mm-hmm. uh, I led the way with, oh, we had some Stugs as well. So I led the way with, uh, again, the spearheading Stugs, which did very well, some T-34s, the infantry. And then in the center, I had some more T-34s, um, which were kind of just sort of there to threaten the Tigers if if they if and when they popped up. But also, you know, to start flanking them when I could knew where they were as well. Um, and then also, they could redeploy if, if things got a bit desperate on the other side for any reason yeah um the um my mortars were in the center and the S U 76s were over to one side on my right so again like started off um pretty well i think one thing i missed was smoke in this game in these games was the soviet lack of smoke options other than you know having to take it as the command card really isn't fun um but uh i mean it was just it was crazy so i was trying to I, i learned my lesson from or a learned part of my lesson from Petter's game, which is, you know, having those half tracks is a real deterrent to infantry, you know, having them just lingering around. It's just more machine gun shots. So I started to pick those off on the way in. Um, so, uh, Tony, <laughs> Tony, Tony pulled a great one. Cause I think I killed two of them and he went, right. I'll send them to the rear. It's like alpha. It's like, I'm not yep. going yeah, Yep. Bugger it. Bye-bye. Okay. So there goes a point that I would have had, um, Actually, i'm not sure they count because they're a transport platoon but it was irrelevant anyway um but that was fine so they were there as a deterrent to start with and it made me shoot my guns at them to make him pull them back into yeah. um yeah off to the table um the tigers did indeed ambush on the left hand side and put a god-awful thump onto the the t-34s on that side so i think i lost i think i lost three in the first round of fire it was horrible um true, yeah, so you know, four shots hitting on fours and three of them hit, and yeah, pretty much everyone stuck. Um, so that was that was awkward, and I think at that point the uh, the morale also went. In my next turn, so they pulled out the final tank just legged it, um, which left me a little bit short on that side, but I was still making reasonable progress. Um, what really did for me is that I thought I was being clever by moving up behind a wood, a, light, a hedge line that was running down the, the, this road network in the centre yeah um and I you know you can, you can see up against it right so I, I put myself in a position where I could shoot next turn and uh tony fired at my my tanks behind the hedge line, and and um yeah, two of them exploded and one of them uh, <laughs> out and I was like, oh dear oh dear that's, <laughs> that's unusual <laughs> that's unusual yeah because again it's just i probably could i should I put them in you know a, a position where they could be shot I don't know I mean it was long range it was in cover. I probably should have only lost one, maybe. Yeah. So to, to essentially lose three, and then again, I had the, the problem of I didn't get back in my tank. So again, they then oh, decided gosh. that they going to leg it because um, they were not in good spirits. So that was my two T34 platoons gone. Um, so then I decided, <laughs> right, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make any more progress on this side. So I'm going to switch, and I will send the SU100, uh, SU100s uh, will um, operate on the flank. To, of my right-hand side, so to give me some cover, and then the SU76s can move up because I can start battering the infantry then on that side, um, which was going swimmingly, up until the point when Tony rolled for his reserves, which then immediately came on scattered on the correct side, um, yep. which was problematic uh, because it was Tigers and Grills and um, HQ Tigers, and the I think the low point was when yeah two Grills came moving on. Direct fired at SU seventy sixes and hit two of them with their slow firing guns, which then promptly, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> promptly killed one and bailed the other one out, which I was like, oh, this isn't going swimmingly. And again, I just, I ended up just the, the formation just cracking. It just couldn't, yeah. it couldn't sustain that kind of loss uh, win, well, loss ratio. I mean, it's always bad when you're chasing tigers with SU 100s and trying to move them around, and you know that's always a difficult um, it's thing to pull ideal, off. No, yeah, it's not but ideal it's in not the slightest. Possible. Yeah, and uh, again, I, I was I was attacking in that scenario, so I chose the attacking stance, and I think uh, I did, you know, did think about it after these games, and I actually switched in the in the second on the second day to a more manoeuvre stance yeah. uh, because the scenarios that were coming up were just not ideal. And they were putting me in a position where, yeah, I was attacking, but I was attacking against forces that were quite happy defending. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I lost uh, seven units again in that game. Uh, we played five turns, and I didn't again clip any platoons off at all. So it was a bit of a, <sighs> a bit of a smacking. I mean, it was those tigers that did it. I mean, those those couple of turns where I think I lost I lost eight T thirty fours in two turns to two tigers firing not not all dead not all killed but you know enough yeah, damage was done that pulled them out round. yeah and again like I, I think i've dramatically underestimated how i mean they were all ss as well so they were ss tigers and ss Panzer grenadiers so i think i've underestimated how how um crunchy s like just Panzer grenadiers are I've, it's not a formation i've really given much attention to but they they took a tremendous amount of punishment and just didn't really seem to go anywhere
0: it's just the last that you know, you've got to get down to two stands, and yeah.
1: just hit on fours with a three-up save. Yeah, you know, and the half tracks are really handy. Again, like I, you know, I said that they didn't do much other than distract my fire, but that's what they needed to. do. So there's a couple of times I wasted, you know, killing half tracks yeah. because I needed to kill them just in case. Um, I needed to go in with the assault because there's no way you're going to assault. A panzer grenadier platoon with you know four half tracks they're also going to pour machine gun fire down
0: yeah. oh and
1: also i lost this oh god i've got to do this so i lost my zsus um so they were <laughs> they moved up to the center to pin down his sort of command and uh panzer grenadier platoon with right. their 50 cows yeah i lost the firefight with panzer grenadiers <laughs> with 50 cows <cals. laughs> He hit me so many times with machine gun fire. He bailed eventually. Bailed out two ZSU's and then the third one ran away. <laughs> oh my fudge! Yep. That's so I, yeah, I I I thought I played it well. Um, but it was I was it was difficult because I couldn't get in a position where I could be more than sixteen away and firing. And I thought, well, even if he hits me, you know, I've got armour. It's a six up roll to bail me. Yeah, so probably not. And I can, you know, the 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 ZSU's are actually not terrible at digging out infantry. Yeah. Especially, you know, this fives to hit, they got fifteen dice, I think. It's a lot of dice. It's either yeah. fifteen or eighteen dice. Um, you know, I should be able to just keep them pinned down and you know, out of the way. Of the way. But but no. Um I managed to yeah, get two bailed and then uh run off. <laughs> which was nice. I've never had that before. That was
0: that was very unusual. That's a do one. Yeah. Uh well my game three was against Paul Stable with his Greyhound pack-fronted,
1: auto-defend, nightmare list. Uh, oh, yeah, thanks. we should point out at this point, if you had defences in your list, so if you had machine gun nest or pack nest, you had to defend in you. It was an auto-defend. But then also you were always the defender in the mission,
0: which yeah. is a bit I don't agree with.
2: See, well, yeah, yeah okay. Now, now getting back to my pet thing and messing around with how the game works. And yes, yeah. if, if, you, if you've been playing... Attack stances and defend. When the meta game kicks in, where I can also choose to defend, we go into a mobile engagement, and you know it's at now, now point, your pack front is largely negated.
1: It's going to be at, yeah. not not negated, but certainly you know not so. so what, you know, well, it, it's it's the perfect information thing, isn't it? You yeah. have perfect information because you know you've got to attack, and you uh, sorry, you've got to defend, and you will be the defender. Yeah. So the you, game you, is, you know,
2: yeah, the game is written around using stances. As soon as you start taking away from that, it's going to start messing with
0: how the game works. So I ended up... Uh, yeah, so Lengthways attack against minefields on a board where I had a river on the edge of my deployment area. He had hills in his deployment area to put his pack fronts on. The only tall terrain I had was one wood and one single building that I could fit. Could only fit two infantry stands in. Not that I had any infantry in my army, but, you know, it's a small building. Um, yeah, and uh, he had an absolute ton of tigers and stuff coming in delayed scattered reserves. Yeah. Um, And he deployed his minefield along the edge, defending the closest objective. And then he put his infantry stands inside the uh, minefield, which is actually brilliant, but also an absolute nightmare. Because you just can't assault them off the objective because you've got to drive through a minefield to get there. Um, And he had ambushing pack 40s. So basically, ended up having to go hell for leather to push him off. Um, There was a gap through the minefield that I could move to then assault his pack 40s from behind, which I nearly managed to pull off um but in the process i lost five sherman tanks um okay. turned out turned out that we i lost i i blew up more of my sherman tanks in minefields than he actually killed um and i just ground myself to death against his objectives because there wasn't much else i could do i could have sat there and tried to really you know eke it out and be able to play a lot more tactically and do all that stuff but this is game three mm-hmm. in the day <laughs> And it was the case of <laughs> I'll either win big or lose big and it'll be a lot more fun and it'll be a lot less effort, if that makes sense.
2: No, I, know, I know exactly what you mean. No, I, no. Yeah, I'm going here to enjoy myself. Maybe it won't work, maybe I'll lose. But yep, tell is. a story about when it went absolutely perfect and yeah. like a dice gamble was more worth it than, yeah. The I mean, it, was,
0: it was close as well. There was a couple of times where it was just like one four up would have made the difference. You know, I did like three in a row. Excellent. Got there. Got through the defensive fire, had I just got in, kind of thing. Um, but no, it was a, it was a fun game. Um, but it was just one that everything kind of stacks up against you. Um, but it's definitely why in my next Sherman list, I'm going to have some uh, mind flails. Don't I like that point. idea? Yep.
2: Not your flails, mind flails. Not your oh, flails,
0: yeah. mind just flails. Everyone's got crabs. Everyone's got yeah. crabs. <laughs> <laughs> but the, better, the but the thing is, obviously, you've got to. Is it you start the turn in the minefield?
1: Uh, you have to, so yes, you have to move into the minefield and then the turn yeah. after you clear the minefield. Yeah. So you
0: move into the minefield yep. with your crabs and then you have another platoon of Shermans with sandbag armor that then assaults the infantry after the minefields have been cleared. Oh,
1: uh, you have to look at the minefield card because uh, that might negate that because normally that's what you have to do. You have to move in and the second turn you can clear it by passing a skill check. So it might be that actually minefields negates that turn in between. That um, makes sense because that would make sense because they've got a better um, a better skill tip for mine just, just minefields. I think as well. Just look. I could be completely wrong, but it, yeah, it does ring a, a vague, the vague. Yeah, my theory. Vague, my but... theory
0: was crack crack the egg before the reserves turn up, so I put yeah. maximum pressure on. Nearly made it. Yeah, um, so, so all so hmm.
2: all a minefield does just allows a tank team to clear minefields
1: because normally it's an infantry oh, team. Oh, it's a nice infantry team. Okay, that makes sense. It so normally normally
2: can't clear it, so, yeah.
1: yeah. So you have to move in. Yeah. Yeah, and well, it's the turn after you remove the
0: minefield by passing... Six I six mean, to for, Bulge, for Bulge, that's better, because you have skill three-plus. Are you? No. Are you yeah, not, you're veterans, yeah. aren't you? No, you're hit on fours. You're not skill threes. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're still not true veterans, correct. Uh, oh, well, I've got five showmans. I've got five goes. I'm sure one of them will live. <laughs> <laughs> it's not It's not terrible, you know. No, the minefield's no, no.
1: I mean, kill, I drove it?
0: through them enough times. It kind of is top armor five uh, and uh, and tank five hit against your top armor with the automatic mm. firepower. Yeah, it's not not great for your very expensive tank. No, but no, it was good. It was it was a fun game. Just one of those ones where you kind of I made the decision at the beginning to go go big, go big, and then go home because I had another two games the day after. Mm. <laughs> And playing three games of Flames of War is is quite cruel in a day. Yeah, yes. it,
1: it it was seven and a half hours, wasn't it, of of games. Games. So they started at nine. I think we finished it just after six. On top of the getting there, on top of all the actual show stuff, and yeah, yeah, not that not that there's any other way you can do it. It's not like you know, oh, that's a stupid way to do it. It's just it is what it is. Oh no
0: no yeah, it is what it is. It's just a long day, which is why some you know sometimes take it. You see people turn up with the armies that they haven't thought about the logistics with and the personal admin yeah and that's another thing we just like the entire their entire board edge is full of like tokens and models and bits of building and everything and it's just like how can you tell what's going on
1: (laughs) yeah there's certain things remember we can do a a thing on that about turning up to a, a tournament and what to bring and what not to bring like um if you've got like a cafeteria tray definitely turn up with one of them to move your army around. Yep. It's a hell of a lot easier. But um, yeah, maybe we could do that in the like, you know, tournament survival guide. That'd be fun. There we go. So that was day one.
0: That was day one. Three long games.
1: So the funniest thing I think about day one was that my friend Luke had been called to oh Gosh. To, yes. uh, to bat and whip some hippies that are, that are descended <laughs> upon the Amazon. Um, the to Amazon provide Delta essential
0: policing services.
1: Yeah. Like I said, bat, bat and whip some hippies. Um, I don't think he did that. He was just, he has to go because he's um what do you call it trained to working at heights. He's done all the abseiling course, so they have to get him down from these towers. But um so he he couldn't make day one, but he could make day two. So there was a ringer um, brought in for her. So I think Ian played one game and then uh, I think he t- one of the
0: warfare been. guys, yeah,
1: yeah. Came in to play the other two games, and, and Luke ended up after, after day one. I think he was in second, he was in second place, <laughs> which place was hilarious. Yeah, so um, I, I gave him no end of stick for that when he did turn up on the uh, Saturday evening because you know that's just that's unsportsmanly, right? Yeah, um, but uh, it, it's fine because he did manage to completely screw it up on day two, so you know that's that's all good. Oh, that's um, little... <laughs> I, he was, he was yeah. by his own admissions, he was overreaching. There was no reason he, he didn't know, uh, he didn't know and didn't want to be at that level, <laughs> yeah. Which is fair enough because uh, I, I couldn't really laugh because I think I was second bottom at this point. Um, oh no, I might have been b- bottom bottom because I think Mark told me that there's the only way I was up, and I was like, Are you sure? He said, is up. he said, Yes, there's definitely only two directions you can go, which is maintain the same altitude or go up. <laughs> and that's when so, I what was your was game for, dude? So, my game for was. Really cool game. I really enjoyed this, even though I took an absolute like kicking in the head. Um, <laughs> it was Stuart House, and we were playing Bridgehead. But he had a Polish-Russian army, if that makes sense. So it was the Russian um, infantry company, rifle company. Oh right, yeah. Um, but they had the Polish upgrade cards. They were all fearless. Um, but I think, I think, I might have. We might have rolled the worst possible battle for me to take that army on. Oh, no. because like... because so i went maneuver i think he went defend mm-hmm. and his army was the the rifle company so he had two massive blobs of rifles with flamethrowers and hmgs in each blob he had a command stand he had some uh scouts some infantry scouts um he had mortars and 122 mil gun mm-hmm. and then he had five is2s <laughs> good lad yeah, and uh, it's really interesting because his bat- his entire army was based on really really nice urban bases because it was to symbolise the unit that was taking on Festung Kolberg yeah. in Eastern Pomerania. So right. I think that was one of the first um, one of the first Festungs that, that um, Hitler had announced. Um, but he also said, like I said, cause we were talking about single drop um, reserves because reserves, yeah. um, he had to put something in reserve, which was his five IS twos. Um, they're not quite uh 40 points oh so i was saying oh the only way you can do it is yeah five wow. is 85s and he went they didn't have them so i i, I wasn't going to take them they're is teams, that's what they had play, I was play, like,
2: play, play, yeah Get, i was like absolutely lad.
1: perfect yep i would have some of that but um we ended up uh, rolling the bridgehead scenario and i was attacking this was also on a board which had a river running side to side on it so um we discussed the terrain obviously, we made the river crossable, there was two bridges on it, so it was a cross-check yeah. for the river, um, the bridges were fine, but the problem I had with bridgehead is that you deploying in that box, and then the attacker deploys in like a horseshoe around the box, Yeah. so I had, he had essentially a, a Russian rifle company in a box, <laughs> and it was just wall-to-wall. And not like, a salvo templo in, template in sight. Nope. And um, you couldn't even, I think at one point, I had to ask where the objective markers were, because I just couldn't I see couldn't them, work out where they i couldn't see them for <laughs> infantry bases <laughs> so
2: that's, that's definitely a tactic hide the objective the sheer weight of your own troops. Uh,
1: absolutely i mean mm-hmm. i mean they were, i knew vaguely where they were because they they're kind of in the center of that box if they're starting for there yeah
3: um
1: so I, what I did is I, I spearhead again with the um, Stugs. So they were already across the river. So I, I spearheaded further because it's one of those scenarios we can actually take advantage of that. Yeah. And they brought with them some SMG troops and the T-34s on my left-hand side. Um, I deployed the Su-76s on my right, just ready to barrage. Um, the mortars almost centrally, again, just to barrage. Mm-hmm. And then the furthest right unit was the um, su uh ZSU 17s which hadn't learned the lesson um, and we're just going <laughs> to move up and just start strafing you know um, Russian troops dug in so I was, I was feeling I wasn't feeling confident I would say but I've, I felt good after deployment because I thought you know there's not really any way that he can deploy any way different to how he deployed yeah. um, and his his reserves is twos and I can't think what else he had in there oh some um, Dushka trucks that was in his reserve as well they were scattered. So I thought, well, you know, they're going to turn up at some point, but I could get lucky and they could end up on completely the wrong side and they're going to take forever to get over there. Mm. Also, their reserves. So you don't know when they're going to turn up their immediate reserves, which was, again, fine. Yeah. Um, so I started my turn. I continued my left flank um, maneuver with my T-34s, the SMG troops, and the um, some more T-34s moved up sort of centrally, just the other side of the river, ready to support either the um, t was flanking on the left, or to have a stab at the objectives, um, you know, essentially on the middle of the table, if I could thin them out fast enough. Um, I managed not to range in with my mortars, uh, because apparently fives don't exist on dice. <laughs> but my uh, SU-76s did range in, and they started to grind away on um, uh, Polish rifle troops. I think I, I don't think I killed anything in the first turn, but the, I was ranged in, and I was like, that's fine. The ZSU's yeah, moved up. Once
2: you got? got that marker down,
1: Absolutely. The ZSU's moved up and just started to, yeah, started to strafe, but they were able to sit at, you know, 16 and a nub inches this time. Um, so they were just quite happy, you know, plowing 50-cal ammo into um, trench works. Um, and that was the first turn. The first Russian turn saw the IS-2s not only turn up, but turn up on my left, so on his right. So they literally rolled onto the table and went, oh, there's some T-34s there. Probably should kill them, shouldn't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, they turned up exactly at the right place, exactly at the right time. Um, they took the modifier for firing on the move, but five of them, uh, yeah, essentially gutted that first platoon of T thirty four eighty fives. He then repositioned two of his flamethrower teams, um, and they came sort of skulking around the back of the um, his area of deployment, and actually began to flamethrow my Stugs, which was frankly horrible because flamethrowing um, the Stugs, yes, oh not this turn. But they at them in the next tank because you can't move and fire them. I don't. You can. Can't remember. Yeah. I can if it was this fire for us. You got, like Yeah. On three or something. The, yeah. And then they're, they're, I don't think the rate of fire drops either. I think no. it's two universally. But um, yeah, because if you roll any ones, you auto bail them. Yeah. So again, just start fishing for ones, hit them on threes. Um, so that was annoying. The uh, Soviet artillery decided that it didn't like the mortars and started to range in on those. Uh, so I had uh, a bit of an artillery duel with some one twenty twos. They started to hammer down, and again, like he was making some sound decisions. Where a couple of times he could have dropped a template over the entire six back, you know, six tube battery, but chose to only drop it on four because it meant he didn't have to hit any terrain doing so. So again, ranging in um, with those, the Soviets making it as easy as he could on himself, um, and then. Yeah, the the IS-2s, essentially, he was doing the thing where they would fire in their turn and then shoot and scoot forwards. Yeah. So, we were just sort of rolling forward and just chewing up that right hand yeah, side because buddy. I, That's I awesome. didn't have anything to um, take them on because I thought, this would be fine. I'll shoot them with my SU-100. Where have I put my SU-100s? <laughs> and they were still in the box, and it was game turn three, so... I'd forgotten to deploy them completely. That's so yeah, that's rough. I was, I was playing a seventy-five point get force against hundred-point force. It was my issue before. I wasn't. I wasn't there was no question of them bringing on, but um, I didn't have anything that could go through the front of um, yeah, or reliably through the front of them. So there was a couple of times. I think there was one T thirty-four from my second platoon um, who, once they had got across the river, because um, I rolled three cross checks and rolled three ones and a four um so uh <laughs> when they had got across <laughs> um the the, the uh, again they got shot to pieces by the um the is2s but there was one that refused stubbornly refused to a die and b run away and it actually did get a couple of flank shots in the end and bailed out um bailed out to the is2s eventually but um just hero hero, of the,
2: hero of the soviet union right there
0: <laughs> exactly what the sounds of it
1: exactly yeah i think the. Yeah, it was very much that way. I lost six platoons again. Um, we did play six turns, um, but again, I, could, I just couldn't take a platoon off him. Um, there was nothing small, really, that I could have tried to... I, in retrospect, I should have probably tried to barrage this scout platoon because um, there was only five of them. Um, that actually saved his neck in the end because I tried to put a desperate thrust um, down the centre with my final T-34 platoon. Um, and
0: name me a sex tape. Exactly,
1: desperate <laughs> thrust. Um with T thirty four, but that just it just ground to a halt. He had some ambushing forty five mil guns, which aren't great, but they're fine in defensive fire against. Yeah, um,
0: yes, yeah, side armor,
1: side armor. And uh, I actually lost that platoon in the end trying to assault because I just took too many bales. Oh, yeah, couldn't. You know, you, it was a bit like you were saying. It, it could have, if it had worked. I would started within four of the objective, so if I'd have pushed them off, I'd have been fine. But I, I didn't, and then I just got swamped. Yeah. So yeah, that was another another single point. But it was well, a game... lovely. It was a it was a lovely uh, a lovely painted force. It was a nice theme, and everything stuck to the theme as well. So it was a, a pleasure playing it. To be honest.
0: Can Can I also say that this was at nine o'clock in the morning? It was. Which is saying you got to think about when it comes to this. Like
1: who who the right mind plays flames of war at nine o'clock in the morning on a sunday well uh, i i I will put the su 100 down purely to fatigue because i got everything out my tray went through absolutely everything ticked off you know essentially ticked off what i got out are we gonna have to get you like a
0: labeled tray with like uh shadow
1: shadow box like su 100 su 100 Because it was genuinely one of those things, you just uh, just a brain fart. I Just looked at it and went, yeah, that's all deployed. I you know deployed everything, and it literally got through. And it was because they were in the second box. Yeah. So it was, it was something as simple as just not thinking I needed to open that box. But yeah, I got I got no no other explanation for that. It was just ergonomic
2: complete... engineering is a thing. For reason. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. Genuinely, but um, it was perplexing even when I realised. So, yeah, got him out and stuck him <laughs> on the tray ready for the next game, but that didn't do me any good against... By that five, point, it's a little late. <laughs> yeah, 522 mil guns, which do make a god-awful mess of FG, uh, You know anything medium armour as well. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, that was game four.
0: My game four was against uh, Dave Madigan's Kiwis.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, no, it was. So I was very happy with that. Saturday morning, started off with a fantastic game. Uh, we were playing counter-attack. He was defending... The hardest part was it took us about three attempts to read through the mission, book just to realise how the deployment zones were going to be, even though we played counter-attack hundreds of times, we were just that tired and discombobulated.
2: To be fair, counter always messes me up trying to work out where the right, attack is. so you're,
0: you're here, yeah. the objective's there, I'm going here. Um, and even then, during the game, Dave got confused about who was actually attacking and was like, right, okay, well, that's it, I've won, I've pushed you off the objective. And I was like, Dave, I'm the attacker. He was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm capturing objectives you're defending him because alright oh, you are aren't you um, yeah so it was one that I there was a road diagonally across the board from my deployment zone to where the objective was that we ended up not treating as a road because it would have just been totally unfair advantage Um so we just and it was a dirt road as well which didn't really have a mm-hmm. defined edge so it's just okay that's just cross-country you know just treat that as that um, but I got to the objective pretty quickly set up on it um, managed to pin his infantry that were pushing forward um, took forever to actually do any damage even repeat bombarding with long-tongues it was insane it was like three turns hadn't really done anything to his um, six-pounders that are under the template and it wasn't until I ranged the mortars in that the mortars just went Oh, okay well you <laughs> four hundred and fifty-five millimeter guns or three eighty-one 81 mil mortars and the 81 mil mortars killed half the platoon into te- one turn was insane it was just like bish, 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 gone um i used my smoke tokens i set up a little kill zone for his reserves um but the the hit on 3 just haunts me it's just not good enough when you've got shermans in concealment you know and he's sitting there and dropping massive bombardments across the board not bombardments but massive you know shots across the board with his um achilles and i just can't hit him back because, you know, just because the difference between threes and fours. Mm-hmm. Um, so veteran
2: Sherman's from here on out, then?
0: <sighs> yeah, I think is so. It? Is it? I think so.
2: Or I just, just, you go with your mass Sherman idea, with we're talking about the podcast ago with the master.
0: Well, announcer. yeah, I don't know. I think that, that'd be fun to play once. <laughs> 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 I don't think it's very sustainable. Um, no, but definitely hit on fours is what you need, because the, the, the amount of times that my M10s, just took shooting from numerous sources and survived just because they were hit on fours and concealed at range compared to anything else in the army um but yeah it was one of those ones we churned through a load of turns his Churchill was finally turned up and rocked forward and i'd kill some bits he'd killed some bits he'd missed some stuff i'd have a bad turn shooting he'd have a bad turn shooting um, he ended up clearing off the objective but there was about 15 tank holes just smoking on the, the the main objective um my 105s managed to push up onto his other one that was defended by some infantry in the m10s um which i probably should have done something a bit sooner with but all in all it was a, it was a good game um thoroughly thrilling to the last minute um ian came around and was like oh you know trying to trying to trying to even up the turns and trying to get the game finished and he was like oh is this just for are you playing for points, are you playing for win or loss? And we were like, yeah, we're playing for win or loss here because either I'm going to break or I'm going to clear the objective off and win the game. Um, So we actually just kept going. Um, And ended up Dave got the win, unfortunately for me. um, Did everything I could. Pulled all the tricks I knew out of the hat with smoke and everything like that. And um, just ended up uh, not quite getting off the objective. And um, he actually got the company break in the end because he killed pretty much everything apart from my mortars And the m10s yeah Yeah, it was it was one of those great games though one of those ones where you just really didn't mind losing because it was just so much fun and and felt like we were both in it all the way up it was like punch counter punch counter punch push here push there that's bailed out oh no crap they both got back in you know wow yes it is one of the games that made the whole weekend worth it which often i find sort of game three or game four is kind of like that normally it was pretty cool. I mean, I thought, I
1: thought it was quite interesting this because it's the motor rifles as well. do hmm. didn't see motor rifles that often. No. I think he only had one, I think it only had one uh, platoon of six-pounders as well. Yeah, well, he did.
2: Oh, that is really weird because normally the reason you take motor rifles is to get that two- To get two, the extra two. platoon. Yeah. No,
0: you had one platoon yeah. of six-pounders and they were just positioned and plinking away and they just didn't want to die. They kept making this three-up yeah. saves with them. <laughs> three-up saves, they just healing. with course. the reroll. Yeah, pretty hard Hard. See, I Which remember when I a lad,
2: big. real six pounds, he said to make a five plus gun saves and like it. So.
0: And they'd just disappear
2: in a, a clear <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was notorious for making five plus gun saves in my six pounds. <laughs> one of the few
0: things I could do right in the game was make gun saves, apparently. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
3: no,
0: it was, it was good fun. It was a good game. Uh, but ultimately, another loss. So, for those keeping track at home, that's one win and uh, three losses so far. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Oh, good Lord.
0: Dunk, what's your last game?
1: My last game was, again, I don't know if you can work it out because of the uh, the spoilers that you... Uh, oh, sorry, El- not spoilers. Elicited. The, uh, elicited the uh, tips you were giving, but it was Stuart Wiggum. Yep. We're the Hungarian <laughs> Yes. And I, the problem I had with this game was that we were playing on a table where there was a, a road that was tree-lined on both sides... No, a river, sorry. A river that was tree-lined on both sides of the river but stepped. Oh, Does that make it was, sense? It was that board. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, what, so you got like triple obstacle. Uh, no, it it was stepped. So if you had trees on one side, you didn't have them on the other, but it was almost the whole way down it was tree-lined right, okay. on one side. You um, shall not pass. There were gaps because I was able to spot through them, but obviously you can't see through tree lines. So it essentially splits the board in half. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the, the scenario we rolled up was, I, again, I manoeuvred, he defended um, and we got dust up. So was called my, pro- my problem was uh, I'd obviously put my reserves. Uh, we both had reserves. I'd put my uh, 40 points in reserve and then realized that I was deploying on the left-hand side of my deployment <laughs> area. And the reserves were coming on the right-hand side of his deployment area. And Stuart was deploying on the right-hand side. And his reserves coming on the left, which should have been fine. But he deployed his um Deployment was essentially the, the Flak-88s, the Stugs, yep. the infantry company, the Pac-40. Um, and uh, there must be something else as well. Oh, some, maybe some recce. But it was all on right. that right-hand side. So, And on that right-hand side, on his side of the table, there was some woods and, a, you know, a couple of woods type thing. Yeah. And on my side, there was a hill, oh. singular. So all of my reserves were going to come on essentially into a wall of fire. Um, and I think I'd put both the units of T-34s in reserve. And I can't remember what it was. It might have been something like the ZS, ZSUs. No, that it wasn't the ZSUs because they were on the other side. I can't remember now, but there was something else on there. And it just wasn't going to go well. <laughs> it might have been the Stugs, actually, because I thought there's no point spearheading. Um, so they were going to come into at the teeth of a load of high AT fire. So I had to try and really um, lay down a barrage to try and compensate for that. So my SU-7060s, I deployed as far right as I could, actually with a little gap in the tree line so I could actually see through. Um, they failed to range in for the first two turns which was not not helpful
0: oh dude uh,
1: i know so i, I could see if i managed to get it in i could have caught all three pack 40 with the barrage template so if i could have got it in on that first turn even on the second turn i could have started to try and whittle those down and um, the other thing that he did which completely took me by surprise was that he had the first turn i think did he have the first turn. yeah and he ran across the bridge uh which was one of the objective markers uh, he actually dashed across the bridge and got himself to the other side of the bridge into a ta- built-up area a town, and I couldn't see him. And he was on the, my side of the bridge now, defending the objective. And he was about to go into a load of buildings, which he did in the second turn. So it just meant that instead of me thinking, "Right, I've just got to get up to the objective and then I'll have to assault it," I essentially had to fight my way through. I think it was four or five buildings that he'd occupied Ooh, you know, was, get to get the yeah. objective.
0: Building infantry is just not fun when you've got a tank for No,
1: so I had my unit of well, it was it was Tito, it wasn't even the um, it wasn't even the tanks that were the problem. I had my su 100s kind of doing what he was trying to do with his 88s on the out on his side, on my side, just waiting for his reserves to turn up or limiting where his reserves could come on from. Um, but it le- essentially left my um su 17, ZSU 17, sorry, and uh, SMG troops to try and clear this town. Um, and they just didn't. Weren't gonna do I that. mean, it weren't going to do that. I mean, I think <laughs> I cleared a couple of buildings. Um, but he was. He also had an observer that he was ranging in. Yeah. Um, that he had some 100 mil guns, and that was just making a mess. And then the Zarinis turned up, and in, and obviously they weren't going to come on and take on the SU 100s. So they came in through the town and just started um, blasting infantry in the face from very so anyway, they Started blasting. <laughs> yeah, and it's just horrible. it's really are horrible. Their front arm was ma- massive. Um, the rate of fire two is rate of about, fire yeah. two is such a in the teeth. Yeah. It really is because they were rolling on and just going, yeah, well, I'm down to one shot, but pff, what, what does it matter? Um, and there was a couple of times when I nearly won, if that makes sense. So I actually got onto the objective with a T34, and all I had to do was, you know, try and survive Not one dying. turn. Because he couldn't get anything to actually contest the objective by that point because his infantry was pinned down by my infantry and there was nothing Mm -hmm. else to contest it. But it just, uh, you can't repel that much fire.
0: Can't repel fire of that magnitude?
1: Not on that magnitude, no. And they got smashed in the face. And then in the end, on the right-hand side, I just decided to go, right, I've got all these tanks. We'll throw them forward and I'll get to within the objective and see if he can kill, you know, kill enough to to stop me winning. Um, And he, you know, basically he did. Um, he actually managed to break the company then because he was able to kill the um, rest of my infantry and the uh, SUs hiding at the back essentially got put under pressure by the, uh, the Zarinis. So um, they ended up breaking and running, um, mm. having taken a few casualties from direct fire. And uh, yeah, I lost another six platoons in that and <laughs> um, we played nine turns, so it wasn't like we slow played at all and actually I sped up towards the end because I thought it was fair because there was a, a good chance that he was going to break me if we could get yeah. through the turns. And I thought, well, to be honest... That's decent. Well, it's one of those things where I, I couldn't do anything about it. And actually, what was I going to do? I was still going to get one point no matter what, because I hadn't taken... That was the one game where I killed a platoon, which was um, his uh, Sabah Armour Cars, um, which I killed yeah. with uh, ZSU-17. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievably. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't even, even think I killed him. I think I might have killed one, bailed one, and... They yeah didn't bow back in and then legged it yeah so um it was it was difficult um the the terrain I'm not going to say was was you know a deciding factor it just didn't help um the way it was constructed I mean that river wooded river line really was a problem and I mean the town was significant as well the town must have been eight to ten buildings so it wasn't like a small town it was a do you a decent think town. there is. Or
0: is it just unobtainable to be the point of like looking at the board and going, "I really want to play this, 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 or this mission," and therefore I must choose this stance.
1: I, yes, I think I need to know better what the mission stance, what stances give you. Yeah, because like I said in the last one, with with a bridgehead scenario against that company across a river into a built-up area. Yeah, same. I may as well have just hamstrung myself as much as possible because you know that's like the perfect storm of. Well, it's not the perfect storm. It's just a terrible combination of um, factors. I'm just and wondering if sometimes
0: goes, the, the manoeuvre
1: options would have been better. Uh, and this is what I talked about to Martin actually on the end of the second day. Was he was like, "Don't always attack. Attack's yeah. not always the right option. If you, even if you want to attack, because it's all about what scenario you get." And that's somewhere, Mike Mike more.
2: Everest just twitched at that idea.
1: <laughs> What's that? Not, not always Not attacking. Well, no, no. You, you can attack. It's just not a stance that. Yeah, you know I, I get it, you. it's um it's a funny one. It re- genuinely was like a you know when someone tell talks you through and you think, actually you're right, I just need to know the matrix better and the missions better. And that's just playing games and understanding how those things work. Because um yeah, on that one I was I I like I said, Stuart played it really well because that that first time when he he actually dashed his way out of foxholes and across the bridge. I was not expecting that in a month to Sunday. <laughs> Do you think also we should
0: set some boards up with slightly you know, tournament-similar terrain
1: as opposed to what we normally do, which is the slightly nicer, makes more sense. I don't know, because I think the, because people were bringing the boards to this one, they were generally well-stocked with terrain. No, I
0: know, but I mean, in terms of the actual layout, like, we wouldn't put a river
1: across the board with tree lines either side. I I definitely think we should make some harder, yeah, harder terrain decisions because things can only get better from there, right? If you play the tough, the tough layouts, then, Playing a less tough layer is easier. Rocky prep style. Well, yeah, and and uh, but you know, I'm I'm not being horrible. We would never consider putting a river, you know, long way across the <laughs> table. No,
2: see, so that's that's always my pet hate with rivers and tournaments. It's like rivers always work best when they're against two. They touch two adjacent edges, not opposing edges. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you cut off a corner, no, with two crossing points. It's good, you know have in, in, an impact in the game, but not a make or break impact generally.
1: Yeah, and I think I think also it leads to the the one thing I would have liked to have seen was probably predetermined on the boards if we were if that was possible. I'm not saying it would have been free, and that's an awful lot of you know you had ten tables of people bringing terrain yeah. that wasn't um, his. But having a, you know the same agreement on all of the terrain for every battle, so there was no you know you didn't have to talk people through it almost because it was obvious um i don't know if that makes any difference but certainly you know you do have that discussion so, then about rivers and saying is it affordable if you remember I did, I did that
2: once for the desert, desert tournaments for you
1: did yeah
2: and it didn't make a blind bit of difference because people still did what they
3: wanted to do, so. <laughs>
1: oh, I, I just thought it was interesting it i mean if that river had been an impassable i think it would have turned into a non-game yeah but the you, problem is it's still down to the players to to agree that because there's no yeah. There's no rule that says it has to be a game. It's a tournament. But I think it's one of the uh, that is one
0: of the nice things about rivalry in that the mission is set for the board. Yeah. So you you won't get the ones that don't make sense on the boards where it doesn't make sense.
2: Is that still a thing with rivalry?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Every every mission is is on the table.
1: And I think I think that's I think that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. In fact, I think that is a nice variation on having the stances and having um, the Matrix. Yeah. Because essentially it's just predetermining that. Yeah.
0: I mean, how does it, it, how does it, do, it what,
1: who's doing what? Is it, how, how does it uh, um, decide who's the attacker and who's the defender? Is it based on You still have your stances. Okay. Oh, it's just that the I mission is predetermined. No,
0: the mission is predetermined and then you have, no, it's done by, it's done by company. It's a version three style. So if you're armoured, right. you have two points. Yep zero points if you're infantry and one point if you're if you have a um panzer grenadier company essentially okay i think i don't know yeah, I don't, it, it makes yeah. sense of the day but the other thing you have there is you have the the swap out so for caravory you have a point swap out where you can go right i've got an a list and a b list and you get to know the mission and your opponent's t- formation name mm. and then you decide if you're doing a or b as to whether or not you want to use the list with more infantry in or the list with more
1: tanks in kind of thing. See, I'm, I'm not sure on that because I think there's too many variables for me as a player. I think I'd rather have just my list. Oh, you don't have and...
0: to. You don't. Have no, to no, do
1: no. I, I appreciate that because you could also do the, the Axis Allied swap on this one, couldn't you? Which I'm definitely doing next year. Okay. I think that the best way to do that is how Rick's did it because he did his Romanian. <laughs> yeah. So all, he, all he was changing out. <laughs> Which was genius. What he was changing out was the support. Yeah, nice. which made up, I, th- I can't remember, He might be been 40 points, um, but he had three elephants for yeah. his Germans and I think he had t thirty four eighty five for his Soviet version. But to me, that makes sense because it's a, a, essentially the same army with, a, you know, a tweak. Yeah. So you, you, you're not trying to rethink how, you, I mean, I had enough bloody trouble working out to play the list I had, let alone trying to work out two lists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I quite like, and also the other thing is variety is the spice of life, right? So the, the fact that Corrivery does it in a slightly different way with predetermined yeah. scenarios, brilliant. Yep. Yeah, That's, that's just another, another plus point. You know, not everyone wants the same thing. And um, I don't have any problem with the the stances um, or the way that the matrix work. I think that actually just, it would probably make setup faster as well.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: So, you know, that, that makes sense to me as well that, if you already know the predetermined mission and you're just working out who's the attacking and defender, that's going to get you set up quicker than it is working out stances and, and then rolling on the matrix then working out what scenario is and yeah. all of that. It kind of hotshots that um, that startup.
0: So my, my game five was one of the ones where you kind of question why you play the hobby at all, really. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, didn't you get schooled up? Oh, mate. I just... So I got to the table and uh, my my nephew... Had uh, come along uh, with with the family. Had come for their first wargaming. Uh, well, I said it first. My dad actually, you know, I said my dad met me at salute. He actually came to, came along here as well to get some more um, plastic soldier company sprays because it's just like, oh, this this is really good. This is I can just spray my you know all my one thirty fifth scale armor. I can undercoat it and base coat it at the same time. I was like, yeah, that's what I've been doing for years. <laughs> so he came and bought a load more sprays. Um, and my nephew came along and. Uh, you know my sister and my brother-in-law and my nephew's like you know played a couple of games with him um you know like demo games at, at, at my dad's house kind of thing and uh yeah so he's sitting there waiting to play and uh turns out that I had the uh, I had to buy for that game so Ian was going to play me and I said well rather than you know us play a game you're knackered I'll just take the loss and I'll play uh, I'll play my nephew <laughs> um, so ian quite happily gave the the tiger company over to my nephew which is great because he loves tigers um and i played a game against uh, against my nephew and uh yeah lost eight one
1: <laughs> <laughs> that tiger force made me laugh because ian was playing it on the first day um and obviously the ring up was playing it. i think it won four out of five games or something insane and he was like i only thought it was just going to be something quick and small that you know i didn't think it would be any good <laughs> it was pretty it was
0: pretty it was pretty tasty actually
1: um so obviously i did he did a streamlined
0: version of the mission and just lined my tanks up and drove at his guns kind of thing yeah um and then let the dice do you know and i gave him some because it was like i think it's his third game so i gave him a little bit more well yeah i gave him the options and he decided to pick what he would you know wanted to do kind of thing um but uh and, and obviously, I didn't, didn't do the whole, like, smoke bombardments coupled with... Actually, no, I did. I did one sort of smoke bombardment. So, it was more to convince him not to sit there and just let one objective get rolled over by the Shermans and Stuarts. And the Tigers maybe should just stop refusing this flank that they've killed everything on already. Um, yeah, it was quite brutal. His first, first turn of shooting, he just took out um, four of my um, 76 mil Shermans. Just, just evaporated. I was just like, oh, I didn't quite... Exp- oh, okay, yeah, that's... Well, well, well done, George, that's some really good dice there.
1: Perfect <laughs> on fire. Yeah. Kicks them under the table. Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it was good. It was good fun. It was a really good end to the weekend, actually, because it was just the case of, I was getting to a bit, you know, tired game five, you know, three losses and a win before then, just kind of going through the motions of having a good game. And then uh, I was going to, you know, help let my nephew help me play. And um, yeah, it turned out that I could just play him instead.
1: Yeah. Um, Nice, possible. There's no point playing the, the ringer in, in game five. No, if in you're game not in five. The top, yeah, top exactly. three Or something. It's so, kind um, of pointless.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah, ended up. Uh, ended up being a really good uh, end to the weekend. That was. Um, which is great. It's good they enjoyed it because it means that I've actually got some inspiration to get this open fast art set done from him. Yeah. You know, yeah. who knows if he'll follow it up. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But uh, we we shall see. But that ended up my weekend being 34th out of
1: 38. Uh, we dream of those heady heights of 34th. <laughs> so what's
0: what are your guys main takeaways from the weekend? Well, I really enjoyed the Slim Jim that I took with me. That was my best takeaway because I didn't buy any of the food that was there. Oh, you're talking about gaming. All right. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: uh, my main takeaways from this weekend are sh- don't Submit the list you actually want to play, because I submitted the list and then realised that i dropped out my Cav Recon with the mortars, because I submitted the <laughs> list I thought they were crap. So I was like, oh, man, they would have been really Which useful. They were. No, they're going to be really good. No, they're not. They are going to be really good. Um, <laughs> take a red versus blue list to tournaments that allow you to, because I blue on blue was just like kind of against all those Russians. It was just like, Ugh. Uh Okay. Um, and... The main one, really, is in escape. Yes, it's turn six, but you've only got five turns because that kind of that crippled me to start with. Because I'm, I'm fairly confident I could have picked. You know, everything was going really well, apart from the fact that I couldn't keep the game alive. Had I kept the gate, because he didn't actually kill a single platoon, and yet he won eight one. No, no, sorry, six six two. He won six two. Yeah, even though he hadn't killed a single platoon of mine, just because it was you know he won before I got a chance to
1: ever go. So what you said, I think I think what you're saying in a nutshell is uh, practice. Yes, know your that, list. Was, that was my that was my takeaway. I I I I joked about it, but I genuinely did horribly mess that up by not understanding what my list did and didn't do, mm-hmm. and how it operated, and what I needed to play, and what the scenario was, and. This- being overly aggressive with it when I didn't need to be because I didn't know how it operated. Right? I mean,
2: you, you surprised me you took that so with this. I thought having played the key foot list, yeah, you know, at got this got a game in so you knew how it worked, I thought that for sure that's what you were going to take. And,
1: you know. I I, sh- I probably should, in all honesty, I should have stuck with the, the Indian head because there was oh, nothing head, wrong yeah, with that. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with that list. It was tweaking. I, you know, I'd, I'd played it, I'd made my mistakes with it already and I'd made them against um you know Luke's Panther stuff anyway um but I I yeah I don't know I don't know what possessed me in all honesty it was just purely finishing up it's all I can think too many toys Um, and not
0: enough games you wanted to use something that was new
1: exactly and it's probably because we haven't played enough uh, generally over the last two three years um in that you know you you kind of gravitate to the new thing and I'm not going to make that mistake next year I'm going to play something into the absolute ground but whether it's the you know for late war i think i'm just going to stick to trying to play the same not the same thing but the same force if that makes
0: i think i think once bagration germany comes out not bagration bulge germany comes out i'm going to have a late war allied list a late war german list and that will be my tournament lists for next year okay and then both cor ivory and warfare i will take the same list
2: I mean, that's what you had been talking about doing previously was trying to have one list get really good with it. Then yeah. a year think that... and then next year reset
0: for a new thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I did but then um, you know this whole pandemic didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. We didn't play for 18 months. So yeah.
1: <laughs> that, that, that has genuinely been the, been the problem I think. Um, I mean the other thing is that we like to play different things at different times um, Yes, amongst ourselves and actually maybe we should reserve one game a month where it's this is tournament practice yeah. Tournament practice almost. Not not the problem is I don't particularly care about being good. I just want to be practiced. Current. current in, in the running. Yeah. Or just, just not making an, you know, stupid mistakes that mm. that will ultimately frustrate me after the event because that's what that's what they are. I mean things like, you know, I've left twenty five percent of my force in a box. Yeah. That's just a stupid thing to do. Paying for six mortars and then going, Oh, I'm I'm never <laughs> going to re roll these hits. That's a stupid thing yeah. to do.
2: Maybe what we should be um, look at doing is, like, get, say, getting the foot, getting you, me, Luke, Dan, Crawley, like once, I like say, once a month, and just doing, oh, just doing some round professional, robin games. professional,
0: professional mm. tournament practice. Dan,
2: uh, we can invite, invite Martin down to maybe just school us. us. School us. Yeah, maybe, yes, <laughs> yes. maybe we
1: should go over that because yeah, there was there was a was it best painted, best sports, top yeah. three prizes. Yes. So pleasingly, from a very selfish perspective. Yes. Uh, Martin Turner won with fins. He did. He and finished I, I, first I, by by margin as well. I think he won his first four games eight one. Yeah, he was just badass. I
0: mean, he, he was. He's, yeah,
1: he was breaking necks and taking checks. I mean, the, I still don't know with the list he had how he won games because he had you know stupid things like the the two gun pack forties. Well, yeah. I I played him in, in
0: my very first mid-war tournament
1: with his Italians,
0: and it was absolutely horrendous, and then whenever he's down the games, Guildford Games Club, I'm, he's like, do you want a game? I'm like, no, no, it's good, mate, it's fine. I, yeah. I, I could do without a throat punch this week.
1: <laughs> oh, no, because it depends. He, we've done this before, because we played in Crawley with his um, breaching group. Yeah. So it's just about setting up, you know, what you want out of the game. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'd be fascinated to find out how he thought processed that as well, because there was no obvious threat in his finish list. I yeah, had T26s and Sturmys and, you know. I bet people all... are hearing
2: this say he took Finns and they're expecting to say he had like a a, a, a bare moon formation of T26s no. and then allied T- Germans.
0: But yeah. no, this so was a fins.
2: legit Finnish force as in it looked like an historical Finnish force. Yep. So. Yep. And
0: he, and also he has, he, he's a collector so he has every option even though, he mm-hmm. know, you know, he knows that the 105s are suboptimal only see the table in a one yeah, moon. moon Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm going to assume most of our listeners follow the podcast I and mean, have been watching this series because it will explain what he's been doing with his things yeah,
1: the,
0: on the, the block at yeah,
1: breakthroughassault.co.uk. But yeah, I was I was very happy with that. I mean, he did have some really good luck, I think, against uh, Luke. Luke fired 29 dice of machine gun against uh, one of his infantry and didn't kill anyone. <laughs> oh my so, but that's the thing. You, but the thing is with that, you've got to be in a position to take advantage of luck yes. when it. You can't just go, along.
0: oh, that was lucky, and then next turn they all die anyway to a mortar barrage. Like Exactly. That tends to be what happens. Martin's extremely good at capitalising
1: on those things. Yes. You know, that's, it's, it's a dice it's, game at the end of the day. It will hump you at some point, right? You yep. will roll the one when you didn't need it for the cross check or the firepower check or whatever it is, but it, it's getting in a position where you're either minimising the impact that has in a negative way and maximising it if it's you know, if I do get through this, then, you know, I'm putting myself in a position to win now. Yeah. Um. So that was that was interesting. I can't remember when did Mark Mark came top
0: 10? Uh, oh, I had it on my phone. Mark Goddard was fifth.
1: Yeah. So top five, in fact, and he I think he came a cropper because um, he had a lot of stuff. And again, going back to playing games, bleeding platoons, ble- well, not only bleeding platoons, but bleeding time. Yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. And I think that was something that he I don't know, for sure, I'm putting words in his mouth now, but you know, the, so the, fact that there's a lot of armor cars in there. The top
0: six was Martin Turner, who finished T twenty six in infantry company. Mm-hmm. Second was Richard Butler with his German Armoured pensive grenadier company. Was that the packfront greyhound as well? Uh, that was packfront greyhound with Hetzers, I think. Yep. Yeah. Then third was Paul Stavel with Packfront Greyhound with Tigers. Fourth was Sid with the British Desert Rats Motor Company get in Ooh. nice job yep. fifth was Mark Goddard with the British Wrecky Squadron and then sixth was Luke and the Ringer
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I know never, so the, never... the
0: real lesson here is don't turn up on day one
1: yeah let <laughs> someone else play for you yeah because I think he lost you. I think did he lose he might have lost both games in, but still took platoon in, in day two yeah. the other lost both or lost one drew one but yeah all his points were accumulated on day one when he wasn't there <laughs> That's the way to do it. You can't (laughs) argue with that.
0: That's fun. That's awesome. Yeah. No, great tournament. And I thoroughly recommend if you can make this
1: uh, 2022s at Farnborough, um, it'd be great to see you there. Yeah. I mean, it is Um, probably... I'm not going to, you know, big up too much, but it's almost certainly the premier uh, Flames of War tournament that's based in Reading.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or or, or thereabouts. Close to.
1: Well, genuinely, it's one of the ones I, I think we always look forward to to attending. I think Ian runs it phenomenally well. The venue's usually cracking. The people that that we I mean, like I said, we got people coming from all over Europe to play. It's incredible. And just playing different people with different lists and different ideas is is always gonna be enjoyable even if it's a learning experience. Mm -hmm. So so Lee, can we get you to
0: commit to coming to twenty (laughs) twenty two? (laughs) Maybe. You
1: didn't say no. Didn't say no. Awesome. But um yeah very happy, and I think Sauron won. best painted in it. Best painted, painted, best it? painted. Yeah. and he deserved then, um, it because
0: his force was so good. Oh my gosh, was it beautiful and, and
1: available? Apparently,
2: yes. he yeah, Apparently, he's selling it now. So if you oh, fancy really? a yeah, well paid American force, then yeah, yep. go talk to
0: him. It would only be fifteen million pounds after Brexit. Um, <laughs> was it Steve
1: Hughes? I think, I think so. Yes.
0: Yes, Steve Hughes uh, got uh, most sporting, which is thoroughly deserved. Thoroughly deserved. Um, and then I think <laughs> For... <laughs> the best best table it was Stephen mm-hmm. Hughes. Yeah, best table uh, tied with himself was Mark Goddard, <laughs> It was. Who won no prize, which was extremely <laughs> gratifying. Just <laughs> to see his face.
1: You got to thank you.
0: You got to thank you. Well, he's already got two lovely tables. what do you need? I help. To be fair, I did help him carry his trunk to his well, car. I've...
1: The I, thought, the I thought i thought that the the premise of those things was always that you got given something you don't need so surely you should have been given yes. like a pre-painted building mm-hmm. like to, to <laughs> round out the rest of the terrain he's got you know because he doesn't need it it's like you know I, best painted winning essay of a set of paint me
0: tokens or something random yeah yeah should we go into an officer answers yes, oh, yes. excellent, excellent. Do, do, do 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 so uh Andrew Graves asks, a buddy and I just jumped into Great War. Oh, that sounds painful. Mind the barbed (laughs) wire. Can you tell us your thoughts on it? Any favoured armies or formations? Looking for more info about it, but it's not easy. Um, Yeah, well, looks at the window, looks at the garage, looks at the the US and uh, German armoured companies that are sitting there. Not armoured companies, um, battalion forces that are sitting there forlornly. Uh,
1: Yeah, I mean great wars well, it's its own thing it really is its own thing isn't it it is from what i, I can it's tell divisive. i think it is divisive because
0: i think a lot of people go oh i want tanks and artillery guns and then actually I, don't, I think that they're misleading and they're in there because it's what everyone wants and it's that's what people buy but i think the actual game is hiding behind just the infantry actions yeah you, you can play it just
1: um it's pretty a lot better i have and do um the Armor really, for the, yeah, for the Germans, I do have an A. was an A7? Where is A7B? Yeah, that they made um, like twelve or something ridiculous, yeah, like thirty or something. Entire war or something. Insane. One of them is in Australia, <laughs> obviously. because yeah. they Come captured over. it
0: and then they kept it and they shipped it home.
1: <laughs> yeah, coming over here stealing our stealing our booty.
0: stealing war booty. Yeah.
1: Um. Obviously that, I think that's the uh, title of Beyonce's next album. Um. The yeah, I think it's fine. I think I would definitely go with infantry forces. I would pick those Just up. Start the oh. scenarios are actually really good. They're well thought through, to be honest, but you also yeah. do need, you do 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 need specific terrain. Yeah, the trench systems. You need trench systems, you need blown out. Blown outwards, you need the barbed wire, the craters um so it, it's it's not something you can probably they, step into too yeah lightly. well
0: i mean to be fair it depends on your level of step in because that those stuff is all very easy to proxy with um you know oh yeah you can just put a piece but, of paper down and write a trench on it That's yeah fine. or you know or at least print out a nice picture or something you know yeah and put down a bit of cereal box old school um should we ah, see, see now i'm sitting there going oh so we've got we've got that that go which we're going to talk about in a minute. But then maybe we should have like a little side project later on in the, in, in in next year.
1: I've already got paint two painted Great War armies. Can I have the... free RTR in, in the World War I? <laughs> 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 Two tanks, please.
3: Yay!
0: Uh, the, the, think, did you get yeah. anything from that? Have you got a Great War force sitting there somewhere?
2: I haven't. I, I I was always kind of put off by. I mean, similarly as we discussed with Mike, it's like when Great War came out, I was always a bit annoyed it they started right at the end. Whereas, yeah, um, whereas I always thought they should, you know, you no know,
0: done the more the, the middle like, would have been a lot more interesting.
2: Like, like well, yeah, let like, like World Two, starting mid-war, you know, do doing that kind of stuff. I was always holding out for Gallipoli appearing as well, but um, so I really fancied the idea they got like this sort of you know the Turks versus the you know bunch of guys wearing slouch hats and rolled up sleeves. Yeah.
1: yeah, see, I always wanted to see Austro-Hungarians versus Russians. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's still all from of the, St- all of the, All of the Spazi commanders.
2: It's all there to be tapped into.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, we can, I mean, we can look at it. It's.
0: I think. It's, it's, fine, should... it's
1: a fine game. It's, it's all right as a game if you can suspend your historical disbelief as well.
0: I think we should probably do a Will of Fez fortune about oh, what God. our special project's going to be next year in our New Year show. Okay. For NARM fate of a nation and or great war so all the side stuff yeah and we should have an event so we'll all we'll all we'll stuff have we mentioned to the intro, we actually have a cover yeah exactly <laughs> and then we should have a thing that we do for that in like q3 q3 oh
1: sorry uh, who, who made you ceo i did <laughs> okay fair enough
0: <laughs> we could do about um, it Andrew <laughs> Graves does go on to ask um if you're looking for a flames of war specific question if any of you are Finnish players, do you prefer keeping your list fully finished or do you not see much use without German support? See above. Well, I think, see above, uh, fully finished will win you Warfare.
1: Yes, um, a well-played list is better than trying to take... Any other sports. meta list that you can think of. Yep.
0: Yeah, plus,
2: I mean, how often did the Finns and the Germans really work together like at that kind of level? I'm, I've never been yeah. entirely convinced by it. The Finns always seem like a force that should be on their own, doing their own thing.
1: Uh, yeah, the only time they probably would have been was up by... Um, Leningrad, I guess.
0: Yeah, they're probably anchoring down on the flanks. Yeah. Yeah. Lund, our new patron supporter, asks, will Dunga's new nickname be The Spoon? Uh, It will for the foreseeable future. I mean, Uh, he's the big spoon. He is the big spoon. Always. Whether you like it or not. Martin Warfare winner Turner says, Is the L6 list of stinking bishop more palatable than a pack of (laughs) camembert?
1: Uh, more than palatable than what a pack of Camembert? Yeah, no, as in, I like as Camembert. In pack, as in pack front. Oh my God! Uh, what's worse, pack front or L six horde? Do you think? I think pack front, because at least if you're playing L six
0: horde, you're playing mid war, which obviously is the far superior period.
1: Yes. All right. <laughs> I I think personally, pack front's easier to get rid of if you have got the right tools. I think the L six is correct problematic to get rid of. Period.
0: Yeah, no, I need, I only need bought some L6s to the Italians, and then I realised what I was doing. I went, no, threw them out the window.
1: Oh, no, no, you can do that, but you then have to play Eastern Front only. Yes, which I want That's to do. I want sand, sand in my boots. Oh, um, yeah. Darren Hart
0: says, acknowledging there are some minor hiccups in the whole global supply chain, my question is about future preparation. Will you be hosting another Dry Brush January this year? And if so, is there a theme? asking so I can order the models for christmas oh my god
1: darren's mm-hmm. the, darren's, darren's well, that I can't all, want it. Yeah, exactly more than i've thought about it um god is that really a year ago with the dry brush january
0: uh yeah well it's december now buddy i want to do good. mid-war
1: because i want to do my italians
0: what's to do a mid-war dry brush january yeah well nothing's getting released before january really is it exactly so that'd be
2: perfect timing to go back to oh, this is just just to be a bit more friendly we Dry. We emphasise the dry brush and have desert themed forces. A so mid-war, oh, boa, uh, yeah, Gulf War era teen Yankee kind of thing. Super dry, yeah. super dry brush, January. super
1: dry
0: brush. January, yeah,
1: is anything arid. desert? Anything it's desert? It's really arid brush.
0: Arid. No,
1: super dry. All right. Super dry. Because like three
0: hundred pounds for a
1: hoodie. Well, then copyright infringement as well. I'm oh, good. Awesome. I love a lawsuit. Yeah.
0: Yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get litigation. one. You get one. <laughs>
1: no, yeah, that's a good idea. Actually. I like that. We'll have that.
0: Super dry brush January. Anything yeah. desert, anything desert painting competition. And yep. you can win some basing sand. No, no, no. You can win a, a,
1: a t-shirt of your choice from the Teespring store. Or some actual desert sand. Yeah. Hey, Mark's got some of that. So yeah, there we go. There we go. Double bubble. Double bubble.
0: I've probably got enough the to book my suitcase somewhere. Um, <laughs> Martin Turno again asks the question for the next issue is what has Duncan done with your spoon?
1: It's in my box of Soviets to remind me that they're really not very good.
0: Did you actually get Soviet tokens with it? Though?
1: No, I got two tokens. I got two objective markers, which I think is an ironic gift as well about you know, you're never going to see you... these. <laughs> yeah, Maybe you'll
0: actually remember to go take some objectives once in a while.
1: Exactly. Look. But these are the things you need to win games um
0: just don't you just need to kill platoons duncan just just turn up forget the objectives just kill entire just pick one unit and shoot
1: everything at it until it dies yeah but that doesn't matter if you You do it twice you you won't be lost exactly two platoons (laughs) is the problem they've they've upped the entity
0: i love how the entire weekend the most you killed was five platoons total
1: no, what do you mean five platoons? I didn't kill five platoons. I killed one platoon, Eddie. Yeah, Thanks the most you would have killed was five platoons. The fact, you
0: actually only killed one.
1: Of armoured cars, of all things.
0: Oh. Peter know. Therin says, uh, the 116 is an extremely competitive list, especially with the pack front card. What would a still competitive German list be that could tackle both infantry, the British scout car and Achilles' list, the AVRE Crocodile, and now with the Bulge American, the third pattern Jumbo combo that would not be hated by everyone. It's a good point. It's a good question. <sighs> yeah, because I got you... <laughs> well, I think we should bring back Panthers. See, Bulge German, uh, Bulge German,
1: um, is that going to change?
0: I think it will, because you'll get YAG you'll get Jag Panthers, yep. you'll get. Yeg tigers, yep. but what's a Jag Panther doing that
1: Ferdinand's not, or Yeg Tiger
0: being cheaper because it's not top armor too? Is it going to be cheaper? Maybe, and they must do. They must do something.
1: I, I think you've got a lot of tools at the moment in the German list. Generally, I don't. I think the difference is going to be the cost. You do, but you don't have the hardware behind it at a cost that works.
0: That's what makes a pole 116 so attractive. It gets yep. you, a, it gets
2: you an extra platoon. like us say, what's it a eleven point saving over the whole army?
1: Yeah, it's, it's one the, point per unit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crackers. On a similar Um, note, Scott Scott Palmer asks,
0: how combined, how many times did you all face the 116th Greyhound?
1: uh, I I did it
0: once. So, that's twice, but then... Yeah, Mark faced it twice. So, that's four. And then Martin must have played it at least once, I think.
1: Oh, yeah, he must have done. Luke played it once. That's six times, then. (laughs) Oof-da. Enough, I guess. Enough. Well, I think there was quite a lot of... I think when I did the analysis on the, the list, we got that asked that question last time, and I, we, we all looked and went, where have they published the list? <laughs> There's no lists anywhere. Yeah. Where are they? And it was all on the forum, because we forgot the forum existed, funnily enough. So did um, the time. So did what? Time. So did time. Time and space. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think when I looked at it, there was something like, I think there was seven German Grenadier lists, or variations of that. Um, yeah. There we go. I've got it here he says hurriedly. So yeah, there were seven German armor pans and Grenadier companies out of 38 lists.
0: But then this this was, thinking back to version three and the book releases, this was kind of what happened is you got, it, it's a little bit early, but the, the, the stuff, the early late war was all about pounds grenadiers with fausts everywhere and assault rifles and stuff. It was the bulge infantry that really kind of made it happen. Cause you had all the integral pack forties that could also bombard. Yes. I'm looking at you Coxer
3: um, <laughs>
0: cause it was reluctant. So it was cheap enough. That was really the, the, the ones that kind of swarmed in and became the hard nut. Cause at, at that point you didn't have the benefit of the artillery being boosted against them. So they're super hard to dig out. But then later on, when you got to desperate pleasures, that's when you got the Min Max cheaper cheaper tanks. Yeah. And then you started to get some really interesting army lists and you know, Panthers started to come back and it just gave it enough of a mix match that you couldn't just sit there and go, Everyone's gonna have Greyhound, you know, everyone's gonna have this one style of list because you've got the full remit available and what you need to deal with Greyhound's gonna be what very different to what you need to deal with, you know panther g's reluctant panthers with still you know probably crappy tactics but good hit on or whatever front armor fifty thousand.
1: <laughs> i i i think it tells a story where there was 12 german lists total i think submitted of all yeah. ilks and seven of them were armor panzer grenadier companies they
0: just they are just the best option at the moment unfortunately as much as i love tigers and panzer fours unless you kind yes. of unless you unless you really get the board that goes with it you know because the, the thing about the Panzer Grenadier Platoon, Patoon, that list doesn't really care about the terrain mix match because it's going to be good regardless of what's, what it's going up against.
1: Mm, that's true.
0: You know, because it's not moving through it. It has its own cover because it just digs in. And what you really care about is getting good line of sight for your pack nests, which you've got enough of them to move around that you can kind of, you know, that's, all you, that's the real decision-making process you've got. And the rest is just sit there and take it.
1: Maybe that's something we'll have to look at long term. I think that's, that's probably a bigger that's a bigger question than we can we can handle in this short segment yeah an interesting one though like i said until the weekend i I hadn't appreciated the the true um issue of this the yeah greyhound stuff yeah
0: Dale harper says finns are hungarians who stugged better Finns, yeah i think so
1: and they look better with their concrete armor
0: yep cement tank cement stug exactly Tony Hellard asks, is the value of being last in a tournament with a good army worth the wooden spoon? Jesus, am
1: I getting a lot of flack on this? I don't know. Tony does
0: say (laughs) he speaks as a regular wooden spoonist and he thought his army needs a bit of a tweak.
1: So is is the value so I would always value a well painted army with a nice theme over it being good?
0: I would always value playing someone who's nice to play against versus any army. So Definitely. You know, that's that's what I'd say there. How about Tony before you go to your next event mate send us your list before you have to submit it and we'll do a you and who's army and we'll have a look
1: Yeah let's let's put that out there again the you and who's army thing if anyone has yep. got a list they want to run through the the meat grinder um we'll certainly yeah have a run at it I'll tell you exactly I'll tell you it's awesome and then you can look at it and go oh my god what have I done <laughs> do the opposite of what, <laughs> what certainly yeah the opposite of D-
0: Duncan
1: does um, Duncan doesn't Duncan doesn't there you go there's a new segment uh, Duncan doesn't take artillery <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. but no I, I think yeah if anyone is interested in that we can certainly run it through the ring I, th- I think actually I put it out there maybe we get Martin on to talk about his army as well about yes. his thought process and building it because um like I said I think everyone was slightly um, perplexed that the fact that fins were so high yeah. fins. Totally. fins so exactly maybe that's a maybe that's a Q and a session sorry. we can do uh,
0: Andrew so, Gabry sorry sorry go Andrew Gabri finally asks, do you think that Battlefront should differentiate periods for Team Yankee? The introduction of the 1990s plus equipment really skews the game. It's a bit of a take playing, because we don't tend to do that. No, I think, right, so
2: I know we discussed this before, and my point still stands the T 55 doesn't magically disappear. Yeah. Um, which is always a f- thing that's going to count against it, because you're just making T 55s cheaper. Well, Lee, Lee my
0: mine, mine do, but that's only because you fire missiles at them and
1: they explode. <laughs> I, I I think it doesn't need periods, it's an agreement.
2: That's what we talked, and again, we, you know, we talked about this previously. The gentleman's agreement, we all go no Tier 1 1990s forces, kind of thing. Yeah. And they all go rock up with T 80s and BMP 3s versus Warriors and Challenger 2s. Well, I guess that's that's kind of the, you know, does it need it?
1: It's different. Sorry, go on, Lee.
2: No, so it's, it's, it's how you it's how you enforce it and how you actually differentiate. it, Because you can always say what you, I, I, think you're better off not having so much fat, but tiers. But the problem is, you can only do tiers retrospectively once you know what's all the ranges are out. Yeah, it's what would have been a tier one force stops being that the minute, like you say, you no, know, and then like IPM one from Stripes tier one, but now you've got the M one A ones and that kind of thing out. So it's like probably a tier two kind of thing.
0: Need to find the rest of my British. I know they're somewhere. Lock up to you. Like, yeah, somewhere. I need a week off to go find them. <sighs> that is the end of An Officer Answers. Yeah. Bonza. Do you know what events. time it is now? <laughs> it's late. It's late? It's, it's 11 late o'clock. <laughs> Do you guys want to go to bed? Are you getting old. No,
1: we, 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 we get through events. just okay i don't want to go to i'd like people to buy me dinner before they usually pop me that question in. oh well okay <laughs> i gave it i gave it like chocolate at the, at the show that's um that's true you didn't buy me gregs
0: i did buy you gregs no no sausage rolls for you so events <laughs> um the 19th and 20th of february dat dat goes forth
1: yeah, yeah. Dun, dun, it's dun, real dun. Pit, so, all this should teach you is that peer pressure works <laughs> yep.
0: Well, I say the fact
2: that we've got a little bit of resurgence going on in Brighton, but I suspect most of the people are playing with probably having late war forces will make this rather mute. But know, yeah, no, we'll so just, we'll
1: squish that enthusiasm out of them as well. Exactly.
2: So we're we're going to be doing, uh, say, two day, five game red versus blue tournament. Yes. We've got eight talk. To- we've got eight tables. So in fact, we've got eight Axis players, eight ally players, and you can use any British, American, Italian force. And any German force from Africa Corps, Iron Cross, and Death from Above. Okay. How about?
1: But not ghost panzers.
2: But not ghost panzers, because it's a bit too late. Fine, that's no, no, perfect. No Egyptians. Yes, yeah. I put Iron. No Egyptians. Yeah, I put Iron Cross in because it's it lets you do like um, Sicily and late Tunisian era um, forces a bit better.
1: Well, it also lets you do Africa Corps better than Africa
2: yeah, There's that. Yes. <laughs> Shots <laughs> yeah.
0: fired. Shots
2: fired. Yeah. Um, there are some restrictions. I haven't gone through yet, because I, I was, I was going to go through and, like, take out some of the, like, the Eastern Front Italian cards, and I thought I'd just let the players work that bit out. But we'll give you a restriction, basically. One of the things we are just, obviously, we alluded to in the, um, open, off the, off the answer was the L6 horde issue. So I'm not going to ban formation cards from the command cards. What I'm saying, though, is stuff like the armored car squadrons, so that's Brit- the free British ones, the US M3A1, all the German ones, and the Italian AB-41s, plus the L-6 light tank company. You can have them, but only as a second formation. Okay. And the idea here is basically you're not using either double L-6s to get huge horde, or using armored cars as a Marder delivery system. I mean, you might still do it, but you're going to have to take a penalty of having a tax of another formation of, you know, just to
1: limit what you can do.
0: But that doesn't apply to the Italian motorcycle company, right? No, that's an, infantry, that's an infantry formation. Yes!
1: Really? Does that stop, though, the two formations where you've got the armoured cars and the LC? Yes, that would, because yeah, they
2: can't both be second. They, they, they can't be second to each other. Yeah. You need yeah, a yeah, primary what, formation. I, I,
1: I was asking because of wording, because if you say they've got to be, you know, essentially you could read that as a two two companies. So you don't yep. have to take a primary and a secondary. Well,
2: they can only be taken as a second formation. Second so, fine. that So, that's uh, just, that, that on can only be, because that way they, they can't ever be a primary formation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good, okay.
2: I think that's fine. Yeah. I
1: mean, um, they're not, they're not killer by themselves. It's just the fact that they, they grant you access to all the support stuff and, and they're yep.
2: cheap. <laughs> and you said, like say with double Marders and that kind of thing. Well, Mard, yeah. well, the L6, like the L6, we have two lots of L6s, Lanciers Twenty-five double 25 pounders and a single like 88 or something and it's just a it's a grind yeah, all of my Rick. stuff is going to have transport yeah that's cool <laughs> I like that so I, I mean, the emphasis here is try and get people to bring like you know forces that feel historical kind of thing I want to try, I'm try. i not, not going to go through like say start banning stuff I just want to try and do some gentle nudging in the right direction
1: is it is it like um, the rule of Richard don't be a Richard. Exactly. Richard don't be a Richard don't be a Richard precisely that yeah
2: um, we'll give you some extended mission chart and battle stances. But what I'm going to do is we're going to have like basically six tokens, one to six. At the start of each round, we'll draw one out the, of out the hat and then throw it away afterwards. So you'll basically work out your stances and then you, instead of rolling, you'll be playing whatever Ooh. mission two is or mission four is or whatever that. that's. It's fine. And hopefully oh, actually okay. get rid of a lot of repeti- you know, chance of repetition in the missions, but it probably won't.
1: Well,
2: it's different. It's different. Yeah. And obviously, you know, is a it's, once you get into day two, you know what tokens out of the bag. You might, people will probably start trying to meta it by
1: going oh <laughs> Oops, a, are you
2: playing four, 4 D chess kind
1: of thing. Yeah, Nathan's going to see the matrix. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, but I, I, I so Nathan will almost certainly be running the show, and I'll probably be and I'll be playing if we need to. The balance sides up. So. Okay. Oh
0: because, well, I've already decided that I'm taking Italian, mm-hmm. and that day one pizza will be Stranger Wings. Yep. <laughs> so all i've got to decide is what day two pizza will be because the pizzas are very good yes and slice uh, of dice yeah and, wh- and what you guys are taking so one thing I'm going to ask obviously mm. if, if
2: people can bring both sides and obviously it helps in the day if someone drops out when you balance forces so, so yep. definitely if you can bring two forces you know allied axes definitely be a big help
0: does i need to
2: paint my british rifles
0: are you not going to use the americans <laughs> well they're already painted That's yeah no but uh,
2: they're painted olive drab aren't they yeah uh, if you can paint two forces in the tunnel, i will be really well, impressed. I've, I've already like, Eddie, got... Eddie, Eddie let's not overcommit. No, shut up.
0: I... You don't own me. <laughs> I'm oh, going to paint West, my Italians, West... and I'm going to bring my British Motor Rifle Company.
1: Cool, okay. Where's Tacey? We need to talk him down off this ledge. She's already gone Tasty. to bed. <sighs>
2: so, if let's I see. play... I'll be bringing my DAC, which I'm just starting to work on, which is going to be um, Gazala era, so it's going to be a lot of Panzer III Js with a short five centimetre. Oh, oh, oh yes. Um, some Panzer II, some Panzer IV shorts, and an 88, and disappointing everyone, probably 8 platoon in just to deal with Sherman's, but only be only be a free strong platoon, not a strength
1: platoon. Are, are you trying to win your own event again? I want to try, are, you, are you going full Davy? I've only
2: yeah. ever won ever uh, one, one tournament, and it was a tournament I was not technically running, so... But not I was, technically!
0: <laughs> you weren't to on a technicality.
2: And it, it wasn't my tournament, I was just helping the person with the, with the, with the running of it. But, uh, but um, Allied side, I'm going to be trying, so Martin suggested in one of his articles, so, Grants and Honeys, which I took last, to, to well, all the way back when we played at Tournament at Crawley. Yeah. But rather than the second formation being more Honeys, I'm going to take a small motor formation. Ooh! Because, um, yeah, like I say, Mike wrote up, and it's, like, so it's like a HQ of three grants, two platoons of full strength grants, a platoon of full strength honeys, and that's your one formation. And the second formation is basically the compulsory choices of a motor company. So it's one platoon of motor rifles, uh, one platoon of carriers, and one platoon of six pounders. And then you have four 25 pounders in reserve, uh, sorry, in support. And obviously, the universal carriers give you your spearhead. The motor Formation gives you a formation gets at the table while your yep. um, Grants are off table and, you know, in reserve basically. Uh, so it's, it's a really intriguing
1: little force. I, I, are, are that, you, I, how many, what is that? So it's the motor Company and Grants. Yeah. So is all your points going into the Grants then? Yeah, because the Grants are yeah. like 18
2: points for free. So because you've got three lots of free, that's straight away they are a big yeah, sink.
3: I
1: mean, so they're, they're also they're tough. Oh, well, I yeah. don't know. Oh, I mean, points. So yeah, I think the Grants are the, the primo. But um, but I do love grants. I got to, I've got to have them. So Good <laughs> so yeah, that's a, what are you going to take? Token? Yeah. Well, I'm going to take uh, for the axis. I will probably take the uh, Italians. Mm-hmm. So um, Italian Semivente, uh or Italian Paris. So was this, your,
2: was this your was this your list where everything had a barrage? was pretty much the same yes.
1: one? <laughs> <this is, laughs> yeah. This is all the, all the templates. So uh, hold on, I'll, I'll find it. I'll, I'll come back to this in terms of the allied one um i it will either be uh the americans if i can get them done although i think i've underestimated how much stuff is actually in there um because yeah, a lot. there is a lot it's all the vehicles as well mm-hmm. and I I, I I absolutely hate painting half tracks they're the worst because <laughs> <laughs> you have to paint like the inside as well and it's just a pain so um ideally it'll be them if it's not them it will be the um the British Early War Company that I've got that I was revamping. So the um, Australian Div Cavalry. So I've not played with them for a while. That that just needs a bit of sprucing. Um, so that'd be quite interesting to play actually. Um, but yeah, the Italian is um, it's a Semiventi company with fourteen Semiventis in it in three platoons. That sounds fancy. Then, then it's two batteries of twenty-five pounders. Um who bad
0: <laughs> tweet, <aren't you?
1: laughs> uh, uh, 25 pounds
0: in the British player. Gotcha. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> um, one OP, then two single Lanciers on trucks, and then a parachute is the platoon. Nice. And it's, yeah, five, what's that, one? Yeah, five barrage templates.
2: i say so you can complain it's not historically themed, so... Well,
1: I... I, I I'm not sure I can. I think that's it's a bit cheesy. I mean the other option is I could drop all the support options to put the parachute because I think I have quite enough to do a small formation of those.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice.
1: And they're quite cool. Cool.
0: So that's the nineteenth and twentieth of February. That that goes forth in Brighton. Um yep. and the tickets will be available on the soon. soon soon on the Dice Saloon website, is that
1: right? I was gonna say will yep. they be through with the DS yes. okay. They'll
0: be through Dice
2: Saloon. I I think it's good. We're looking at thirty five pound a ticket which covers both days.
1: Does it cover a pizza?
2: Does not cover a pizza, oh. sadly? No, you have to buy pizza separate.
1: Need to spring it like out by his toes or It's
2: totally worth it though. And what's what, what I should try and do is once we know who's coming, I'll try and organise some i I'll get like a book of table in the in the East Nigh Indian at the road.
0: i like okay. social post no post Saturday post Saturday game social or something. Yes. Get nice. <laughs> then we have the 9th and tenth of April is Corrivery at Battlefield Hobbies in Daventry. 100 Point Late Wars with mission specific tables. Tickets for that are via the Battlefield Hobbies website, which hopefully I'll get these two reprobates to come along to as well, because that'd be fun. Oh, I'm definitely interested in attending. I I'm have interested, after to see how to do on timing. Well, the other thing is on the 7th and 8th of May, there is Bunningrad at Battlefield Hobbies again, which is a 100 point mid wars competition, oh. but with amended points, because they do the whole hating on Side Armour 8. Thing hating on sidearm. so well, it's just a way to stop all the Churchill spam, I think, yeah. and try to get the meat the medium tanks that are actually heavy tanks in mid-war back yeah, on the gives, table. Give them some love. Yeah, 12th to 14th of August to be confirmed is something called the ETC, but who knows who goes to that? What's that? Whatever. Uh, yes, and then the 13th and 14th of August is possible, but not confirmed yet. The British Historical Gaming Society might be running a competition at the Nottingham Trent University. And Brilliant. then, yeah, a further details, TBA, obviously it's a while away yet. And then on the 12th and 13th of November next year is November Warfare at Farnborough, which we've just been talking about.
1: Yeah. Do you reckon if we, can I use my um, incompetence to swing getting a ticket for that early? to I like, confirm my attendance with Ian? Just saying, I'd like, like Ian, I'm, I, yeah, I need, I need <laughs> some. I need to, I need to reclaim the honour. Exactly. I need to, I need to scrounge up some
0: self-esteem from somewhere. <laughs> I'm just glad it's earlier in the month, because so it's not near uh, Tacey's birthday. <laughs> oh, it's not, it's not near salute as well because
1: salute's back on again, isn't it? In in, April.
0: Yes, it'll be back in April. Obviously, that's not a tournament show, but it's no, no. a show nonetheless. So that is events so far. If you have any events that you want us to promote. Send us an email. Oh,
1: it's not—it's not all events. We got the Canadian one.
0: Oh, can I... Eh, eh.
1: Exactly. We forgot Jacob's one. Well, you forgot Jacob's one. I think I sent it to you, so I'm—I'm—I'm I'm ex- I'm indemnifying myself from this.
0: Well, have you got the details in front of me?
1: Oh God, I've got it in front. of you. Really? Yep. I sent it to you.
0: <laughs> well, you did many things, including winning a wooden spoon. So to reclaim oh your honour,
1: I've got the honour left. Here we go. <laughs> here we go scrolling back through we, we have far too much uh
0: message, it ain't chat hobby chat.
1: Stuff. yeah there is so um on the 8th of january uh 16 player event mid-war Ooh. uh 90 point uh threshold so 90 point limit but oh. only 70 points on the city table um, so it's going to be hosted in red claw i'm not sure where red claw is but um if you look at the Edmonton tactical um facebook page information will be on there. Um, there is a uh, 1st of January uh, time limit for um, for lists to be due in. Does this has been need to edit this podcast pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> if possible, that'd be super. There'll be prizes <laughs> for um, best general, best sport, best table, and best painted army. Um, beginners are welcome, and lone armies are apparently available, Ooh. which I assume is available. So uh, yeah, if you are interested in playing, if you are in uh, Canada, um, I mean, and, if and any
0: if any tournament in the world was going to give you an army to play with, it would have to be the Canadian one, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. And it would be well-painted and, and very polite. Yep. And every, um,
0: 8-1, every 8-1 loss
1: comes with a profuse apology.
0: <laughs> so,
1: yeah, if you are in Canada and you're interested in participating, if you drop them a line, they're War at gmail.com. And that's the Edmonton Tactical Tabletop Wargaming Association.
0: Who are one maybe of Canada. our patrons? So kind of I kind of got to say it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> maybe
1: next year. Like then. Maybe American...
0: next year we can have enough patrons to pay for our airfare out there <laughs> to Canada.
1: <laughs> to Canada. A lot
0: that's of patrons. It's <laughs> a lot of patrons. It's a it's a, good, it's a worthy goal. I think but the
2: only fans are be more likely to get the
1: funding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think advertising will. You know, will be signing autographs and stuff like that. will garner we too much support either. Well, we we'll see we we sell a lot of Teespring shirts. Maybe uh, I don't think you've seen the the markup that I put on them. Because I've, I've, <laughs> Do I we lose money? We we make um we make pennies on each one. Yes, Because I, d- I didn't think it was appropriate to actually just make a gal profit gal, a loving audience. Yeah, so there there is a uh, a tiny tiny amount on each one. So if you want cool kit, just have a crack.
0: <laughs> is it time to shoot the scoot, then, gentlemen? I
1: think it so. It is, is uh, and I think it should be a cross-check of two. <laughs> could you, than you could do. could you want to win something? This no, one? because okay. I, I, I made as fail four of them, so. <laughs> three of them, sorry.
2: So, in honour of DuckDuckGo, I'm using my 8th um, Armour Brigade dice, <laughs> the Red Desert Fox. So, yeah, cross-check a two plus, cross-check a two plus. Cross here, cross here it. Two, I've is... got two. Yeah. controversial. Totally it's worth not a shoot
1: it. and scoot roll, it's not a shoot and scoot roll, but it is a cross check. We have crossed the river. Yep. There you
0: go. Excellent. And then we get stuck on the other side and die horribly. Uh, yeah. we, get, we kill 45% of the opponent's army just from all different platoons.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, we'll get ourselves bailed by some machine gun fire and then uh bail our last <laughs> Bail last
0: the yeah, Armor Train Rifle Podcast you've been listening to with Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Podcast, and the Team of Breakthrough Assault UK. as That's to you by support for Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and the entire Greyhound Division.
1: How long is it going to be rebuilding for? Do you think? <laughs>
3: Bash okay.
2: the bishop, bash the bishop.
0: Right, we are recording. Before or <laughs> after, I said that thing about the female priest. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, and about I bashing bishops.
0: edit it. You'll find out at the end of the next podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> next week on Shoot and Scoot.
0: Lee's cancelled. The one where Lee is cancelled. That'd be there.
1: Yeah. You got some weird runes on your on your jacket. <laughs> <laughs>